The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Oh, bro. Sports today. Welcome in, everybody. Sports take. Gunner's got the the double uh, earphone thing going. No, man. actually, actually, yo. it's a boy and his toys. That's what yo. It is. What is, is happening there, man? This what is you- sweet. So the other day, my wife had this neck fan on. She okay. just ordered it from Amazon. Yeah, she ordered stuff. Like, where do you get this stuff from? So I said, let me try that thing. So I put it on. I was outside. It was hot. Like, yo, this is nice. It's called the Bladeless. <laughs> Neck fan. You have look, a lot of toys, man. Look, three speeds. <laughs> can you hear it? Yeah. Yes, you can hear it. Yeah. I can see your mic lighting up when you when you hit it. <laughs> oh man. This is sweet. Oh my god. And plus, I got a power wash part of the house this weekend. So I'm good. Oh man. What? Hey, okay. you know what? You guys might have to do this show by yourself. I'm enjoying this too much. <laughs> just, we oh, might lose man. a mid-show, uh, Barrett. He, he, he's yeah, you're wow. getting you're fanning that, yourself. That's okay. usually about the time it happens, anyways. I what? thought you were gonna have one of those like uh, <laughs> when you travel on a plane, the the neck pillow, the kind of. I hate I, I hate them things. Thought no. you're rocking one of those, man. No, I hate those because it's too cumbersome to put my dog on backpack. I mean, I, when I travel in my backpack, there's always you got your phone. I have my iPad, my laptop. The cords. I have two of those brick chargers, like the superchargers. You know, yeah. if you're stuck in the airport or whenever you drive, yep. got a long drive. Man, that's that stuff gets heavy, man. It now does. pillows, pillows lightweight. There's no room for a pillow in there. No, I can't, can't sleep on a plane, man. I, unless it's unless it's a real like. Even then, I I don't do well, but I, man, I just I can't get comfortable. Barrett, I can imagine for you, unless you're tra- if you're traveling like coach, man, forget it. Right, oh, right. My goodness. If I don't, if I don't get um, if I don't get a uh, 
what do you call it, a bulkhead or yeah, I'm gonna get a window yeah. seat. No, I mean, or I'm first not class, a or first no. class. Yeah, well, ESPN is not putting me in first class. Bro. <laughs> you don't travel like Gunner? Come on, man. No. Like Gunner, yeah. Gunner, Gunner <laughs> flights. If I get a seat in the, in the toilet, that's a good seat for me. <laughs> but if it's not a wing seat, an exit row, yeah, I'm pretty much stuck. Yeah, that's that's got to be tough, man. I, that's I can imagine. I, I, jeez, man. Yeah, it's not comfortable for anybody, but especially if you're if you're six five, you know. See, I'm only five ten and a half, and but I got a twisted steel and sex appeal. As, as yeah. Barry. Oh! <laughs> See, I, I, I always get an aisle seat. I hate sitting window. You know. Yeah. It's you know, a lot of people like window because if it's a crowded flight, you can lean up against the window and right. rest. You know, me, mm-hmm. I like the aisle seat because I hate climbing over people when you have to get out to go to the restroom and stuff. Right. You know, I don't mind it's funny, I, I don't sleep well on planes, but I don't mind people climbing over me. But I just don't like climbing over people when I want to get out. As long as know? I can avoid the middle, I, I, I'm good I'm window good. and I'm good aisle. Man, window, no thanks. There's the only time, middle, middle, no thanks. Middle, the only time I hate uh, the only time I hate a middle seat is when you have somebody biggest job of the hut sitting in the middle and they take up both seats. They, they, they sit both like armrests, both yes. armrests. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the aisle like this for a four or five hour flight and I get out, my back hurt, my knee hurt, my, yeah. my, my butt hurt. I'm ticked off. Now, any other time I'm on the aisle, I'm good. Well, but it's either I, that or you got the, the leaner, right? The guy who falls asleep and he's on you and you're like, Oh God. Come on, man! Like you know, personal space, man. So I can't ride with either one of you guys. Huh? Oh heck, no, no, no! Not you guys only it. you guys only drive together. You don't fly. Right, together. right, right. No, right. let's see. Tab- was this Tabor Mike? No, bro. I'm not. And that's another thing. I don't. I don't. I'm not into. I can see D Gun taking his shoes off on the airplane. Uh-huh. I don't take my shoes off. I never do that. That's man. a no, no. I mean, the floors are nasty, man. Consider well, not only that, but you do. You, you got people right on top of you. You can't be taking your shoes off. You can't do any of that kind of stuff. But so many people take their shoes off on I flights. Gross. I can't do it, man. Yeah, it's now, gross. Now, now the smart people they wear like the slip-on shoes. You know, like the flip-flops. And oh, that helps you get through too. Get get through the airport. I'm not. A, I'm, not I'm not a big flip-flop kind of guy. I got to wear my sneakers, man. I, I don't, don't wear flip-flops. Um, I, I'll wear them sometimes. I don't, for stuff, generally don't. Like, I don't want to be taking flip-flops off and standing there in the airport. I'm going through, you know, the the metal detectors and all. That's gross, man. Plus, if you got to walk all the way out to, um, you got to walk all the way to your plane. Yeah, no. Man, you get tired. You don't sit a flip-flop yeah. around. Yeah, right. If, you, if you're traveling in really big airports like O'Hare, yep. which you can, it can take or you 15 Atlanta. minutes to get from or one gate to yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta's big. Yeah, exactly. Or what if you're running late for a flight? I see people flip-flopping down the runway, you know, around the, con- the concourse. That's where I'm taking them off, and I'm actually running barefoot yeah. if I have to. <laughs> That's the only way. I ain't, ain't running barefoot through them nasty airports, man. A lot of airports look clean, but we don't have to clean those floors. I mean, they can't clean all those floors, man. No, no. You know what I'm saying? No. I'm not, doing it. I'm, I'm not doing I, it. I don't like walking around in bare feet in my house, man, not, let alone in an airport. I Are you know. you too? I don't yeah. walk around barefoot. Nah, no. I'm not a big barefoot guy. The reason the reason for me being when I was 11 years old, one of my uncles came up from Tennessee and we were going to go catfishing. Uh, and so um, I was excited. You know, I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. So I kept getting up at night. And um, my mom had this singer sewing machine oh, and no. she loved to sew. <laughs> so somehow, some way, one of her sewing needles got stuck in the carpet. Oh, so I get up. I get up about twelve something at night. Step on the carpet, broke the needle off in my foot. Oh, so they take. They took me to the hospital. They dead my foot. The doctor tried to tried to pull it out with tweezers. Couldn't because it was too far under the skin. They get the magnet. Yeah, no. What back then it wasn't even magnets. It was just like they would just try to use tweezers to get the stuff out. 
So then a few days later, I actually had to go in and have surgery to get it taken out. So, and, and then they told my family like a 16th, the, the tip, I guess the tip hit a bone in my Ooh. foot. So there's been a 16th of this needle floating around in my body all these years. Still? Yeah, they, they never, they, they didn't know where it was. That explains a lot, Barrett. You know what I mean? He's got, that might, might, might explain some things. That, can, that explains why. You guys, you guys have the lead poisoning from, from when you were a kid with pencils? <laughs> I got it right there, man. No, I never had that. You can see, yeah, it's, it might be hard for you guys to see it, but it's it's right. You see that little blue dot? There's a little blue dot where there's a piece of uh, lead from a, from a number wow. two pencil. Still How'd sitting you do in that? Hand, being a knucklehead as a kid, just fooling around with a pencil. Bro, know? the worst thing that ever happened to me, well, you know, I'm at the house and it, it was snowing. It was just freezing outside and I'm right in front of my garage and I slip on the ice in my garage and I fall back and there's a piece of glass and I cut my hand all the way open right Ooh. here. I, in fact, I was on Brokers on Broad when I came in. It had a band step and everything. Oh yeah, I remember that. I still, I can still see it. I, I still yeah, see it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's like, I'm like, oh my goodness. That's just bad luck too. That that right. piece of glass is right there. Like, what are the I mean, odds? Why? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Underneath the snow, and it's a piece of glass right yeah, that's there. That's crazy. Oh. That's crazy that that was. The but dumb, hey, look, the, you know, it's like Murphy's Law, man. If it, if it, if it can happen, it will happen in yeah, any of this absolutely. kind of situation. The dumbest that's thing crazy. I did as a kid was, you know, me Kevin says that graphite not lead. He's right. He's right. That's true. You know, the square, the square. By the way, we see everybody, Chris and John and Kevin and Joey B and Showtime and Jeremiah, uh, Stanley. We've got some new folks in the the crowd. William, what's up, everybody? Everybody we missed, what's up, comment section. You know, you know those uh, those those uh, square erasers that you get, those pink ones that you use for school, the big ones? Like a dummy. I don't know why when I was a kid, I took a piece off and was playing around with it near my ear and it it went in my ear. And I didn't tell anybody. It was in there for over a year. It, but it never, it never blocked my my hearing, never blocked the hearing. But it was in there, and like when I would like go like go swimming, put my head underwater, I could feel it moving around in there. Oh what my that? god! It was like a piece of eraser. It was probably about the, that big stuck in there, but it never blocked my hearing. That didn't hurt. Nope. Like you didn't feel it, hurt. man. Nope. And um, so finally, we ended up going to the doctor, and doctor said, you know, oh, you have wax buildup. <laughs> I didn't want to tell him what it was. This was a year later, so you can spray the water up. in there. Yeah, and it came out. So it didn't dissolve so much. It just all came out with the, with the earwax and all that stuff. But so did you? Did you? I used to have chronic earaches when I was a kid. Okay, mm. I had all kinds of problems with my ears. Mm. This is before that you could get the tubes, right? And yeah. Oh, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah. Son, my son had to get, and it helped. Man, it was bad before, and then when he got the tubes, it was great. My two but, youngest got them. Yeah. Yeah, and it man. I encourage people. I know it's a little scary to get a procedure done, but I'm telling you, if, yeah. if you have little ones, it, it, it's good. Anyway, so this they didn't have them when, when we were kids. <clears throat> so I got earaches all the time, man. So part of what, what they would do is, did you guys ever have like the gun? It might have been what you had, Derek, but they put the that gun into your ear to kind of clear it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had that. Yeah. I just it had it done like last half year. Your brain is coming out when they do it. Like it, oh, it yeah. is painful <laughs> as hell, man. Like, Wait, painful? Oh, Oh, it hurts. Yeah. No. They, yeah, they, they shoot Wait. this liquid, and, and it feels like it, – it's like a, like a cartoon, like shot into one ear, and then the other ear comes flying out. Like, that's what it feels like. Your whole <laughs> ear drum, man. Oh. man what, who did you go to, Dr. Kevorkian? <laughs> right, right, right. Dang. No, they, they also used to have this awful medicine called paragoric. If anybody ever had oh. it, it's the most – they used to try to – speaking of Coke, like hold your Coke up, Gunner. So they would, they, would, you, they would allow you to pour a little bit of Coca-Cola into the paragoric when you would drink it because it was the nastiest – medicine in the history like it was gag worthy just smelling and that's the kind of stuff you had yeah we should try to get rid of like 
chronic ear infections. You know what my mom did for that? Oh, yeah. snap. She oh. made me lay down on the bed, my ear up like this, and pour peroxide in my ear. Same. Yeah. And it would Same. blow yeah. all the stuff out. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. I just so, had yeah. it done. I just had it done at the doctor last year, uh, last year before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rob, remember I was doing a show with you. Um, as I kept saying, man, one of my ears feel clogged. I, I totally remember, remember that. that. Yeah, yeah. That was like last, it was like March of 2021. Right. So I finally <laughs> went to my doctor in like April or May, in April or so. And um, they use hydrogen hydrogen peroxide and some other solution. They squirt it in there. It bubbles up. Yep. And then they take this gun and just put water in it and squirt it. And they make you lean your ear like this. And all the stuff comes out, yep. right? Yep. So I said, Doc, I got to take a picture of this to gross my family out. So I oh, take a picture of me too, man. Oh, I did. Oh, I sent the you sent those guys pictures oh, yeah. of that. You, oh, yeah. you are you are a sicko, man. Absolutely. What are you doing? Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I well, I'll tell you, and, and hi, Mama Brooks. Uh so I you know, peroxide will will do the wonder uh, for a lot of stuff, man. Yep, peroxide's yep. a pretty good little oh, heck yeah. to get it done. Right. That's for That's, sure. Bro, I mean, you put peroxide on anything. Peroxide heals broken bones. <laughs> <laughs> just rub it real good it'll t- well, right. if, you, if you have if you had your wisdom teeth uh taken out uh yep. you, you do a little peroxide, peroxide swish yep. around in there to keep it clean oh. i'm telling you man uh and that's not fun have you guys had that no yes whoa yes. no well the worst thing i did i, I had that right mm-hmm. and they say um don't suck on straws absolutely don't suck on anything like if you suck on straws or like you're trying to eat any like ice cream like anything like that that you would the natural tendency would would be to do that it's really bad, dude. Well, you then you have a uh, you have a uh, it opens up and it's called a uh, what is it? Dried um, socket. Dry socket. That's the what? worst pain in the uh, world. Dry serious? socket is the worst pain. It's the worst. Oh my goodness! The worst. I've known people that have had the, like the wisdom teeth pulled out and accidentally got a piece of food in there Ooh. afterwards, yeah, and no. they had to go back and have the dentist get that out of them. Like, ah, no, no. I no only thing. had. I was lucky. I well, lucky and not lucky. I only had them on the bottom. I didn't have them up top. Some people have all four. So I only had them on the bottom, yeah. but mine, mine were impacted. Um, and it, it was worse than like the, 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 the endodontist. I think that's what they call the, the guys who do that. Yep. Um, so he's in there trying to get the one and it literally like my, my tooth like cracked into the gum. Like oh. the, 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 it, he had to really do some digging, man. Like I look oh. like, you know, I was storing nuts for the winter. Like when, uh, it was <laughs> like, like, like his wife, like his wife kicked his butt. Yeah. I'm telling you. And I was, I was like 18, I think when I got it done. And so you can't drive after you get it done. So my mom, <laughs> my mom said I was whacked out in the back seat, man. Like she's like, you're saying some interesting things. I'm like, Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, like you was on peyote or something. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Which you don't want to do with your mom saying that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> like not, not good. She was just kind of like, I'll, I'll, love young girls, we'll leave man. it. We'll leave it at that. She was just like, it was, it was interesting. Like, my, uh, my, my, yeah, yeah. yeah. Years, years back, my wife fractured her wrist. So she was going to have a surgery on her wrist, I believe it was. And um, so, you know, they put her on the gurney and this office right. are going to do it in the wrist and she's under anesthetics, but she's still talking. So me and my oldest daughter go back and we're talking to her. And she's talking crazy. You know, <laughs> nurses are walking by and stuff. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, this is before my daughter got married. She yells out, Annalisa. Please don't get pregnant. And she's like, Mom, what are you talking about? <laughs> so in front of everybody. Uh, and everybody's looking around like this. Like, what? And I'm like, I'm glad she didn't say it to me. <laughs> Sometimes oh, when you're right. under, man, some of the strangest things come out of your mouth, man. Uh, yeah, it's true, man. It's uh, uh 
Uh, it's truth serum, as they call it, right? Oh, what? No question about it, man. No, leave skeletons in the closet. I hear you. <laughs> um, all right, so a couple other a couple other uh, things we we be jumping around with here, but uh, Phillies won, so yes. naturally, it's yay, a good thing. Rob, yay! They got the win. Started off a little sketchy, but they got the win yesterday. Um, Flyers drafted a kid in the first round named Cutter Gauthier in the first round. He's a center and a, and a winger. Big dude, 6'3", 200. He's committed to BC. He'll probably play there this year, but he's a good two-way guy. He's physical. They also made a trade to get Tony D'Angelo, who, who uh, yeah. is a South Jersey kid, who uh, a little controversial, guys. He's had some issues. He had some suspensions for behavior, uh, got suspended for laying his hands on a referee, uh, got suspended for some attitude issues. He's bounced around to a bunch of different organizations. Love them already. Uh, well, they they could use some, here. Use some attitude. Yeah, use some attitude here. Use some edgy kind of guys. So yes. I'm I'm good. Yes. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. So maybe come some in here, start there. kicking butts and taking names. Yes. This they nice guy it, right? has the end, man. Yes. Well, good. Like we talked about with the Sixers. Get a little PJ Tucker, you know, edge. I- I'm good. I'm good if that's yes. the case. So, yes. yeah, a couple moves made there by the Flyers, which I I found to be uh, found to be interesting. Um, so, what are the weekend plans, Gunner? What do we have going on? Wow. What? The, uh, let's see. This weekend, well, you know, we got this construction crew here. You know, making all kind of noise. So, oh, oh yeah, your deck. You're uh, getting your deck still done. Yep. Oh uh, yeah, and it just keeps getting more expensive. More expensive. Now, the the the, pa- the pavers underground has been expanded. She decides to move the steps over to the middle of the deck. And we were going to put 10 by 12 pavers on one side just so I can put two or three of my grills down there. Well, the workers talked her into making the pavers like an arc around oh, the boy. deck. So it's on both sides of the deck. So you can put furniture. Oh, yes. It's got to cost me an additional $4,000 as, as well. So I'm looking at her going, oh. you do understand I'm an independent contractor. You, you did remember this, right? Uh, um, oh my god uh, you know so yeah so yeah it just keeps getting worse and every time my, my daughter anna calls me so how's it going i said your husband is to blame for this when i see him i'm gonna choke him is he planting yeah. these seeds in, in your in your wife's head is that what's going well, on he planted the seed about the deck initially okay. and my, my wife's been on me for years about getting the deck done yep. and you know considering you know there's there's we usually have just my family alone eight to ten of us now we got grandkids running around the deck need to be bigger because like i told you guys last week we were sitting on the deck and it was three sitting up against the rail. And the other ones of us were sitting single file behind each other and they were roasting marshmallows. So of course my son-in-law being the antagonist that he is, he goes, I can't remember the last time I sat on the deck where you had to sit single file. And I'm thinking, <laughs> Oh my God, here we go. And mainly it's because okay. I, it's because I have five grills on my deck, right? I got five, not just basic grills. As you guys know, I've got the four burner black, blackstone, you know, kitchen top grill. I've got a big uh, charbroil infrared gas grill. I've got the big green egg. Then for Father's Day, my wife buys me the Traeger pellet smoker. So now I've got two different types of smokers, okay? And then I've got the basic black Weber grill. So I've got five grills, so I'm like, this ain't going to fly too well. Yeah, right. So, so, At at the end of the day, what do they say? It ain't tricking if you got it, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. Uh, No, I don't. No, I don't. Because here's here's what I knew was going to happen. So yesterday, my wife and I are out shopping, and we decided to go to a couple of stores because now we're looking at the ten by twelve canopies with the with the drapes that can block the sun on one side and the mesh screen all the way around it. I don't even tell you what those cost. So I said Dude, you, you better was, get about ten more jobs, Gunner. Uh, at this point, the cheapest one was twelve hundred dollars. Okay, 
And then we had to look at additional patio furniture with the cushioned seats. You know, something I knew it was coming, but it's like, you know, when you know something is coming, but you still like gut wrenching when you have to go to, go through it. No, so this is what I'm going through. That's when you pay for yes. it. That's what it, yes. Yeah, that's the hard part. Yep. <laughs> so this is what I'm going through now. The deck isn't enough, which is which is which I'm going to be hemorrhaging and donating blood for the next six months. <laughs> but now it's the can see first you wanted the awning built over the top, like the pergola and or, or the awning that slants down to block the sun. Well, that was a little bit out of our price range, so we'll do that later this year, next spring. So I got out of that. But it's costing me in other areas now with a big canopy, extra furniture. What and on top of that, the um, the the propane gas um, fire pit is is no longer uh, functional now because it's rectangle with four sharp corners on the edges. And because we have grandchildren now, my wife says we need to get a round one, right? So can you, can't you put the little pad? You know, the, the, you, you yeah, put the house. We, on, yeah, we have, no, those no, on there, ain't good enough. No, no, Rob, no, no, okay. can't do okay. it. No. All right. Okay, so so now we're looking at them, and, and a cheap one is like a cheap good one is like two fifty. Okay, I've seen them as expensive as eight nine hundred dollars, which I am not getting with brick around them, nice brick around them. I'm not getting that. No, I told my wife, I said your limit is about three to four hundred dollars on this propane tank. That's it. I don't care if you. Yeah, want, right. I don't care if it's big enough to put one marshmallow on at a time. I don't care. That's the uh, limit. Okay, so every time I go outside. Over the last couple of days, there's another cost. Barrett, can you loan me some money, please? <laughs> until Bro. until January. Why don't you just have Barrett do the deck? You get it done Bro. right, and it'll be way I, cheaper. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, if it's, if First it's of all, means for me to get it and I can do it myself, I'm doing it myself. Man. I know, but think about how long it would take you to do it. You see, plus, now here's the other topper. I'm going to have to put three dogs. Well, not three. My daughter can worry about her own. I got to put two, two dogs in the kennel. Because there's no deck out there anymore. So the dogs, you know, you got to take them out the garage door to walk them to the yard now. So we got to put them in the kennel. But I, re I forgot. I didn't get the dogs their updated shots. Oh, that's You can't put the dogs in the kennels unless their shots are updated. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's another uh, a buck 80 a piece. Yes. A buck yes. 80 a piece for each one. Yeah. And, 28, and, 20, and $28 a day per dog to stay in the kennel. For my dogs, twenty eight dollars a day per dog. So that's fifty six dollars a day. Are you robbing a bank? What's going you're on? You getting no. the big? You know? You what are you talking no. about? You, you you doing a big dog too, bro? What? You gonna put him in there? Too. Oh no 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 no. Tina's no no. Tina and Alex will pay for their own dogs. You know no. That's not <laughs> right, gonna happen. Right, right. I'm telling you right now. Tata Tata, how can you not helping my mom and dad? <laughs> Look, oh uh, no, he pulled in on me. My mom and dad. And Tina will send him over there and ask, ask, ask your grandfather if he could pay for the dog to put the dog. Tata, why can't you put Poppy in the kennel? Oh, yes. You have no that's idea. Dirty. That's dirty. You wonder why I'm, I'm on edge every day of my life, Rob? No wonder you have the fan around your neck. I don't, you don't blame understand. you now. Bro, you don't bro. understand. I'm telling you, man. I told you just when I, when I went to the party with the birthday party. Of course, you're gonna buy the birthday girl who's not gonna remember because she's one years old. One years old. People, uh, all these people at the party, over 70, 80 people at the party. So she's not gonna remember well, any of that. One year old. So I bring her present. She won't remember I brought it to her, but that's you know that's, that's all a part of my plan too. But when I come up, I also bring offerings to you know the the two grand the, the grand boys too. You know what I'm saying? The grandkids, the grand boys. Just so I can stay in there with them, you know what I mean? Like I bought them both. You know, one guy bought an X Men, the other the other guy bought a, a what's a Star Wars or something. You know, just so I can stay tied in with the family. I got them early. I got my clutches in them early, bro. 
early. Dude, see what I mean? See what I mean, Rob? Yeah, but here's the problem: you get outside too close, interference. You're still getting. You're starting. You're going to start getting pulled into these money uh, situations. They're going to be asking you, Barry, can you pay for the dogs? Can you pay for this? Can you pay for that? <laughs> right, that's, that's probably crazy. what it is. So what? Uh, what do you have planned, Barry? What do you What do you have going on this weekend? Uh, I got to pick my, Well, tomorrow I'm doing an appearance um, for uh, for this church. I'm, I'm, you know, they're having a, a like a big party outside. That if it doesn't rain, nice. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm gonna I'll go barbecue there. I'm gonna go and and you know barbecue for the people and you know just kick it a little bit and then uh. On Sunday, I got to go pick my mama from the airport at twelve o'clock. Oh, so cool! She'll be here too. Mama Brooks. Now yeah. she's in town for how long? For a week. Yeah. Okay. Sunday to Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Sunday to Sunday. Oh, we got to get her on the show. I agree. I <laughs> want her on, man. Oh, we have definitely get her on the show. No, Mama Brooks. No. Mama Brooks. She's on the show every day. I uh, yeah. No, we no, want no, her no. on, on the show. Uh, she's on the guest. show every day. She's on the show just saying hello. She's we need to verbally hear from her. Not the written word, the spoken word. Agreed. We need to hear from her. I'm, I'm in. I'm down with that one, man. We got to make this oh, happen. Man. Matter of yeah. fact, Mama Brooks, if you're on here, we are uh, we are offering you an open invitation one day next week. <laughs> we don't care what your son says. We'll bump we want Barrett. you on the we'll show. We'll bump Barrett on. We'll yeah. bump Barrett to put you on the show. If we have <laughs> like it. I'm sure you're more entertaining than Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> She'll give us all the dirt, man. All we got a little bit. We got a little dirt yesterday. Bro, she, we went down memory lane yesterday. She'll definitely yeah. do it. Bro. I told all my right, wife so, she ain't allowed on the show. She better not get on this show. Uh, I hear you, man. <laughs> I, trust me. I got I get dimed out left and right. right. <laughs> Maggie, Maggie, where are you? We need some more stories, Maggie. I think she's dry. Actually, I think she just left to drive down the shore, so I might be safe today. So and my wife, my wife's in meeting, so she ain't gonna be bothering us today. Yeah, we'll see. Mine, got- mine, mine just went to New Orleans. Okay. Your mom just went to easy. New Orleans? No, uh, Sanji just went to New Orleans. Oh, your wife. Okay. She's gone. She's she's gone to New Orleans. Her um and like it's like five or six of them. There she is. Oh, oh, girls weekend. Oh, 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 oh god. Thank you. I thought we were safe. Good to see you. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, but she's uh she's going there. In fact, they're they're reenacting girls uh girls trip. I don't know if you guys have seen that girls trip. No. Yeah, you got. To. Oh, girls trip uh, movie. Yeah, a movie. Yes, yeah, a movie. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I haven't oh, seen man. that. Okay. The only girls movie I ever watched my my wife and daughters made me sit and watch it one time was Mean Girls. Remember? Yeah. That? Did you ever see that one, Mean Girls? Which was a comedy. It was funny, yeah. but yeah, could... that was um, Tina Fey. Tina Fey has uh, yeah, no, yeah, wrote it. But I can I, I watched it. it. Was cute. Nice, but I didn't watch the sequel though. Well, I was one time I watched, um, was it Greek, a big fat Greek wedding or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. No, that's it's good. Uh, I the love it. It's common. That. It, yeah. it, that's one of the most common movies. What I've was ever it? Seen Windex? He always he wanted to, even if you, you cut yourself. Jeez, bro, that was when she was uh, they was um trying to dress us all, man. Yeah, and they I don't know what they, their stomachs was upset, and she starts running out. <laughs> oh, bridesmaid! You're talking about bridesmaid. Oh, bride, that's a bride. Oh, my That's my favorite scene. <laughs> my, my favorite scene. How common was don't that? Don't look bro? at me. Don't. She's on the sink. Oh my goodness. Jeez. Don't look at. Me. Yeah, don't look at me. And then the one throws up in the one's hair, who's who's yakking right. in the toilet. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And then Kristen Wiig, who who they, they, she suggested the place they went to beforehand that got them all sick. She's like, I'm fine. She's sweating. Like you can just see this. Here, you want you want a cracker? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really hungry. She takes a bite. Jeez. She's running out the store with the dress on, <laughs> right in the middle of the street, man. Yep. 
Oh yeah. my goodness! One of the all-time bests. Yeah. It's, it's oh man! <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Don't look at me. <laughs> she's also great in the pl- on the plane um, when she's she's convinced that the, the dude sitting next to her is an air marshal. Right. And he, do you remember that scene? <laughs> oh. Anyway, so, so you got some of the stuff. Oh, my little, hey, uh, yeah. hey uh, good suggestion here. I like this one. Yeah. Oh, wait, where would where'd it go? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What's oh, that? Joey B. Xander needs to get Mrs. Ellis on the show. Yeah, I like that. I think we need to do that. I think we should, get, we should get Mama Brooke and Maggie on the show at the same time. Oh, you're not. What are you getting out of this? You think you're going to get out of this? Oh, yes. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. If, if, hey, I, hey, look, I run my house. If the other two are in, yours is in too. Let's just be clear. All right. Right, so we'll, right, right, right. We'll make all that happen. All right. Um, so here's what we have that. today, guys. I need little, little Phillies. Uh, yep. we, we didn't get to the NFC as far as breaking down the divisions and the way that they're all going to shake out. So we're going to do the NFC. We're going to get to our running backs, which we didn't get a chance to get to uh, yesterday either. We had all kinds of other stuff in store for you. We're going to do over-unders Oh yeah, on Eagles offensive players in terms of numbers, whether it's, for example, uh, A.J. Brown uh, yards caught, you know, receiving yards, touchdowns. We'll do Miles Sanders rushing yards, touchdowns. We'll get to, to all the Eagles offensive players. We're going to do that as well. We'll get a bunch of other stuff in store for hey, you. So don't go you, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, man. Know that Miles Sanders didn't have a touchdown last year. That's and, right. Isn't that crazy? That's right. That is really hard to, to fathom. But yeah. I mean, what, we, what do you have? Like, how many yards do you have? Like, about just about 600 yards. I was going to say six, 700 off the top yeah. of my head. Yeah. I know. I, I, I That's like, that's one of those that's puzzling, man. It really is hard to, hard to believe, I guess. Yeah. But, so he ends up. <laughs> He goes for uh, 754 yards, five and a half yards per carry, and no touchdowns. Jalen Hurts himself had 10 rushing touchdowns. How's that possible? Ten. Yeah, I know. It is. It's hard to, it's hard to believe. So that would be an interesting one to, to try to handicap what it's going to look like, you know, what he ends up doing. I think it's right now the over under is, um, is, uh, is five and a half. Okay. Okay. So we'll, right uh, we'll we'll dive into all those things. Um, you, you see what Xander said in private chat? I'm, drop, it, I'm dropping you three for Mama Brooks, Mrs. Ellis, and Mrs. Gunn. I don't blame him. That would be the, the okay. wise move. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> we can never talk. we can never show our faces in public again if those three <laughs> get on. together. But you know what though? Hold on. He'd have to pay that extra coin though because they. That's true. Free. They don't come to you. <laughs> the package every, arriving every day. Trust right. me. Hey, man. Every week, my wife's getting nails done, hair done, eyelashes done. Hey. You gotta pay you gotta pay that coin, Xander. Yeah, yeah it ain't it. free, brother. Pony up. All right. So let's get a timeout here. We'll come back. We'll dive into a little Phillies and then we'll get into all of our Eagles stuff after that. He's D Gun. He's Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We are good. Yes, Dark. Do you want to get something in? You all right? No, it's just oh, no. oh okay. I thought you were like, I need to make a point. Okay, I got you. No, all no. right, we'll do all that when we get back. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, knowing who to trust with your finances can be a very very scary proposition that's for sure and look my hands up uh i i am no financial expert myself and for a long time it was really a struggle to find the right person to get the right direction but i can tell you from personal experience i found that person and it's jim murray with principal financial group whether it's retirement planning your 401k you know you're an ira if you have a small business and you're trying to set up benefits for your employees whatever the case may be and if you're not really even sure by the way you can consult with Jim and he'll tell you if he can help you or not. And odds are he can help you. Trust me. Uh, I've entrusted him with my IRA, my 401k rollover, and I couldn't be happier. 
just give them a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You can email him as well at murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's murray dot Jim at principal.com. with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. Friday, everybody. Tyre Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Hope you're doing great out there. Uh, appreciate everybody listening, everybody streaming, everybody in the comment section. Hit that like button. And as we always say, tell a friend. Let's get uh, let's get some more ears and eyes on the program. All right. So uh, Phillies won yesterday, guys. They did what they had to do uh, in the series finale against the Nationals. Terrible team. We know that. It's about winning series. And they did. And they've now won eight of their last 10 series. This is how you start to build. This is how you start to get yourself back on track. Now, season high, tied for a season high, five games over 500. They're 44 and 39. 
as they go into the series against St. Louis, which is going to be really fascinating. Uh, they've juggled the rotation, by the way, a little bit. So Wheeler's going to go tonight, which I like. I like starting the series off with, with your big boy, man. You're, you're uh, muted, Gunner. Um, with Wheeler going tonight, you have Gibson. You buy him an extra day. They feel like he may have a little bit of a tired arm. Are you good? Test it out now. Yeah, Xander, Xander didn't unmute me, man. He doesn't trust that you, That wasn't man. me this time. See, that's, that's two days he's done that to me. Is he trying to tell me something? He's trying to make you look bad. He's trying. He, he's he's showing you that you know what Barrett's now surpassed you in, in you know you're, you're in, in priority. Out. I know, man. <laughs> that's okay. All right. I hear you. Um, so they that, win. That'll never happen with Gunner. You know, no, that'll never happen. No, yeah. that would never happen. D Gun would not allow that to happen. Just ask D Gun. Yes. Yeah. D Gun's um, D Gun's in a, in a, in a in a in a strange place right now, man. I tell you, with all this stuff going on around my house. I'm just numb right now. All right. So. Well, we're going to keep you focused, man. We're going to dial at three o'clock. You can, you can kind of go all your, all your weird ways, but we need you. We need you right here, man. Right here. <laughs> all my, my weird ways. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, all right. oh, man. So uh, they win. Like I said, the Phillies win. Yep. They're now uh, again, back in that sole possession, well, sole possession They're by a percentage point uh, of, of that final wild card spot. But, Again, a very critical series here with the with the Cardinals, who they're vying that are that are right there. They're back and forth with one another for that last wild card spot. But Derek Hall, man, just keeps getting it done. Two for four yesterday, two runs driven in, another home run. Guys, he's got four home runs in eight games as a Philly. Like, are you kidding me? That's unbelievable, man. I love this kid. He's fun, you know. You know? I just love watching him play, man. It's like, what a story. Your first three major league hits are home runs. Hmm. Then you get a fourth home run in eight games, you know, which turned out to be a key hit for this team, you know, when, yeah. they, when they needed it most. Yeah. Um, but then it's, it's a part of this brigade of guys that we've been talking about, you know, from the Veerlings, Stott, you know, now Hall, mm-hmm. you know, guys that keep coming in. And, and you know what? What they do now will only help come September. Yeah. You know, I'm telling you, you know, and that's why I said I don't know if I'd mess with this team right now, man. To be honest, I, I know we, I know we're clamoring for another arm in the bullpen. Yeah. I get it, but I don't know if I'd mess with this chemistry right now, dude. I'm not trading anybody off of the rock. I should say, if somebody wants Mickey Moniak, I would trade him. But I mean, I'm not trading <laughs> any. Leave Mickey alone, man. You trying to get Mickey fired again? See, All right, man. See what I mean? He can't uh, hit I, the curveball, man. We need, we need. He needs to go out and get the uh, what that that. The, Rooster or whatever. You he know, needs a curveball machine. That dude, that, dude, that dude couldn't hit an underhand slow pitch curveball right now. No, he can't. He can't play. It, it's just only. It's a matter of time. We're just wasting our time there. But 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 I agree with you, Derek. I'm not like there was some talk trade Hoskins. I'm not doing any of that. No, I, you, you no. can't, first of all, you can't afford to, especially with Harper out right now. So what I would do is I would move a middling prospect in the minor leagues to try and get a starter on a team that's going nowhere. That's what I would do. That would be the extent of it. I'm not mortgaging the future and not giving anybody up on the roster and, and I'll try to go to battle. The, the bullpen thing is fascinating. The bullpen has been phenomenal lately. They go five innings yesterday. They did give up one run, but how about this? The last eight games, a 0.68 ERA for the much maligned bullpen. That, that's unbelievable. Now, if you're trying to get, if you're trying to get somebody, that team, they just played in the three game series, Washington, they've got five or six arms, man, throwing 96, 98, 99. Uh, 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 hey, you know, they, they would unload for a prospect in a minute. Yeah, that's that's, that's the first team I'm calling this. They're going nowhere. Like, right, they have right. nothing to no. lose with, with, no. with a, a middle aged reliever who's no. pitching well for them. Take a flyer on a prospect. That's the kind of team oh, you deal with. Goodness. 
Can you imagine if they could get Rainey on the back end of that bullpen? Ooh, he oh. might be tough. He might be tough. I'll take Carl Edwards Jr. I'll take I, him in a minute. Yes. So, give yeah. me Gray, bro. I'll take he that Gray. You throw that smoke, wasn't he? What about he, Finnegan? I take Aaron, Finnegan. He's a, he's a big time prospect. You're not getting him. He came over from the Dodgers in the, uh, I think the Trey Turner or Scherzer deal. Like he's a big time prospect. That dude. Right. Right. And I, right. I love him. I love him, but they're not getting him. But uh, yeah, somebody look. There's a lot of bullpen arms at that team that I yeah, would man. I would really look at, man. That kid Finnegan, I'll take Finnegan also. Yeah. Any one of them. Just I'm sitting there watching. I'm trying to figure out going into the series. Okay, why is Washington so bad? Now we know they're devoid of offensive talent, but dude, they've got some arms in it in a, in, a, in a roster up and yeah. down that roster. Yeah. Now the dude that opened they opened a series for him throwing those 25 mile an hour breaking pitches, and they were teeing off him. Nah, I don't want him. Uh, you can keep him. But the, but the other yeah. ones, oh my goodness! Yeah, a minute. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm gonna be fascinated to see how much how aggressive he is because we're we're, you know, we got a little while here. What what are we at the what's today? The eighth or the ninth? Eighth. So yep. we're, I don't know, three weeks away basically from the trade deadline. I, I mean, we are pretty close to the trade deadline. So, but yeah. you're sitting there there where they are right now, and they're in the playoffs, which they are technically right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, you got to be a buyer. You have yeah. to. You're already over the luxury tax. Yeah. You, you know, let, you it take, let it ride. Let's go. Just keep it rolling. It's not our money, man. Throw the <laughs> dice. What the hell? No, but I mean, really, I, in all seriousness, if you're the organization and you haven't been in the playoffs in 11 years, I, I, I can live with them not getting, say, a position player, even though they need some help in certain spots. We know center that. Field, but, right. And just so, in center field, bro. Center field's bad, yeah. yeah. But – I, I think you can justify it if you're the organization by saying we're getting Harper back, we're getting Segura back. So we're going to get a, a boost to our offense either right. way. Right. Starting pitching is the one because we're – like I'll just put it to you this way, guys. We don't even know who's starting Sunday for the Phillies right now. We just don't, we just don't know. So that's an area of concern um, for me. That's what I would do. That's where I, I would – I'd be fine if they got a bullpen arm too. Don't get me wrong. I am not turning that away. But priority one for me is starting pitching for this team right now. Uh, starting pitching, man. Starting I mean, just, pitching. Hmm. Because think that's... about it. Nola Wheeler. Right, right, right. Eflin's right. out. Suarez is out. Gibson's right. been horrible. One more arm. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, we, don't, we don't have anybody we can make, um, you know, I no, mean, no, man. Hand, no, you, can't, you can't make hand a starter. No, I, I, no. I'm not. No, no. I'm not. Not. No, not. You, it, he, you couldn't with him. The guy you could maybe could talk yourself into. I think I, one of you guys brought it. I think Barry, you brought it up. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Appel. I mean, I, he's had such a. He's dug himself out of such a ditch career wise, and, he, yeah. and he's. I think he's found his niche in the bullpen. I'm. I'm going to leave him where he's at. That I just, dude's throwing 98, man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's got gas. He, he can throw heat. You know what? Uh, I might move him to the starting rotation and move Falter to the bullpen. Well, they just sent him back. The problem with Falter. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah. It's just he's not economical at all with his pitches. No, like, if no. you saw it yesterday, he, what was it, 80 pitches through four innings? And it, it's yep. always like that with him. It's it's yeah. a slog just to get through. He never pitched more than five innings while he was up here. No. No, he didn't. So, that's – to me, I'm looking at that and, and I'm thinking to myself, all right, even if Eflin comes back, is that knee going to hold up? Uh, Suarez, Suarez, I think he'll be okay. I think it was just one of these things where the back flared up and he'll be all right. But Yeah, but you know how those back things are, man. When you got those back spasms and stuff like that, it feels good one week, and next thing you know, it's locking up on you again. Yeah. 
hopefully once he comes back, you can count him for the rest of the season, but they do have to have some kind of contingency plan. If he goes down again in late August, mid, late September, you got to have a contingency plan at that point, you know, <laughs> because you don't know how long he's going to be out again. Yeah. And, and this yeah. is, again, we talk about this all the time, and this is part of why the center field such a disaster. But if they did a better job drafting, you could, you could pluck a real starter from the, from the minor league system. Like teams like the Dodgers seem yeah. to do that kind of stuff yeah. all the time, you know, and yeah. the Phillies just, there's just not enough, at least readily available. Now there's some guys at the lower levels who look like they have a lot of potential, but two or three years away. Yeah. I mean, you're talking like 20 yeah. year olds who, who yeah. need a little bit of more seasoning down there. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a possibility they could dip back into the farm system, but I, I think it's more likely they try and trade for somebody would be my best guess. It's going to be interesting. Uh, interesting to see what they give up to, to, to get what they, what they think they need uh, to make this staff better. Uh, I just he, hope it's not one of these frontline guys. Yeah. I mean, one of the other things with Dombrowski in his career as a GM, he is an uber aggressive dude yeah. and yeah. he's not always somebody who's worried about four years from now. Like he, and the other part is he's an older guy. Yeah, he's yeah he's probably at the tail end here. I don't think he's real worried about what twenty twenty six is looking like. No, no, you know what it's, I mean. It's win now, not yeah. next year. Win now, and I think that's why he was brought in. Yeah, so get I mean, to the playoffs now. Years, eleven years. He better be thinking like that. You know what I mean? Come on, man. I mean this this team is at a point yeah. where it's 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 you know they're right on the cusp of just losing their fan base. I thought they were going to lose last year. You know what I'm saying? With a team that we we thought was going to be playoff ready, you know, but with the, with the roster that we had last year. But, you know, of course, the bullpen showed us different. But this year, even more so because we went out and got some sluggers. So mm-hmm. we are in win now mode. But I think the chemistry right now is good enough that I think we can push our way through this, man. After even after the trade deadline. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's I, it, I'll tell you the other thing. They're in a really competitive division. You know, it's not quite as good as, as maybe the NL West. Right. But, you know, the Mets are nasty. The Braves are yeah. nasty. Yeah. You know, and the, and the Phillies have played, since June 1st, have played great baseball. Great baseball, right. that's right. right. I think – I'd have to check it. I think they're the – they. it's the Yankees, the Braves. Um, they're either the third or fourth best record in baseball in, in that time. What are, what are they like twenty three and ten or something like that? Yeah, that's what they've been. It's not bad uh, at all, man. No, and not against, and not all of them been slouches. You know what I'm saying? No, right. I mean, no. it's just not like the it's not like the Eagles' uh, schedule. I mean, we've been playing some some teams that are competing, and you know, in with us right now for a playoff spot. I mean, yeah. we're going to the St. Louis this week. Yeah, agreed. You know, I mean, yeah. they're playing their ass off. It's, I, I just hate that you know, the luck of the draw a bunt. Is keeping them really imagine if we didn't have that one bun. Oh, that nonsense. Where would we be? <laughs> yeah. Well, I and the other thing to the really to their credit, you we would take this no matter what the way they're playing. They're doing this without Harper and Segura, man. I mean, a bun. Yeah. I mean, I, I know Schwarber's been out of his mind, but you're talking about arguably your best two hitters. Okay. I might have we might have to amend that because Schwarber's been so good. And Hoskins has been really good too. But Harper's the is the reigning MVP. Segura yep. is probably their most consistent professional hitter in terms of average and a really good fielder at second base. So they're doing this without two massive pieces here to the puzzle for their team. And that's and that's why I said don't you know sometimes you can outthink a situation or overthink a situation and all of a sudden you mess up what you have. 
they have to be really careful in terms about what they're going to do to supposedly make this team better because on paper it may look better, but it could be worse in terms of clubhouse camaraderie, chemistry, continuity to get to where you've gotten to this point. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a tough road to hold for this team right now. It's a good position to be in because the team has come around. They're finally hitting, they're winning ball games. You know, we left them for dead at the end of May. Now they're right there in the thick of the wild card race. They're only eight games out of first place. I don't think the division race is over. I do think the the Mets are the best team in the division, but I can't say it enough. I've seen this happen too many times in baseball. A team leading in September all of a sudden works its way out of the playoffs by the end of the month, and who knows? A team you thought was dead, Atlanta, prime example, last year. The Nationals when they won it a few years back. A few years ago. Yeah, the first year Bryce Harper leaves, Nationals win the World Series. Right, and they were dead and buried, man. they were. They were toast, and and they ended up coming back. Yeah, we we have seen it. The year, I'm going way back here. The last year the Phillies uh, made the playoffs was 2011. The Cardinals were the same way, and they were right. done. And they ended That's up right. knocking the Phillies out and and, uh, and winning the whole thing. Yeah, so – all right, so what they have is four in St. Louis tonight. You got Gibson, uh, who uh, is pushed back to tomorrow. So you have Wheeler tonight, Gibson, TBA on Sunday. They play a wraparound on Monday, and that's Nola. So you get two of your big guns in this series at least. Um, and they're, they're going to have to survive games two and three. That's going to be the real challenge. Both are day games, by the way, Saturday um, and Sunday. So they have that, guys. And then they go to Toronto. And this is an interesting twist here. Yep. They'll address this tonight. Rob Thompson is going to address it. The, the word is, okay, this is reportedly there's a, a few key guys who may not be vaccinated. Toronto, Canada doesn't play. If you're not vaccinated, you ain't coming in. You ain't allowed in. The door's right. shut. Right. So it, the good news is it's a two-game series, but you may be without some serious, you know, players and/or pitchers for those two games. That could be a a major issue here. Well, you're supposed to talk about that today, right? He's going to address it before tonight's uh, game in St. Louis, Pete. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So we don't know yeah. right now. Wow. I mean, it's... yeah, got kind of a Kyrie feel to it, doesn't it? Right. You know, right. 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 Yeah. Right, the good right. news is it's only two games, so. And it's not. I'm hoping it's not. You know, anybody. You know, and at least in the you know top of the lineup, we need everybody at the top of the lineup. Yeah, I sure hope it's not Schwarber. Well, right. uh, yes, yes, and yes, and yes, and yes to that. The other thing I wonder about too is which pitchers, you know, are, are like as of right now, Wheeler lines up to pitch Wednesday in Toronto, and from what the, the word is, he is vaccinated. So okay. that's, that's, that's good. good. Yep. That could really hurt you in terms of if it's, if it's one of your starting pitchers, cause you're already down two as it is Dude, right now. Yeah. You know, it's so. crazy to me because, you know, I mean, I mean, if you do, you do, you don't, you know, that's, that's just cause, I, but I know. Oh yeah. I'm not I doing the political thing, whatever. Right. I'm just saying from a team perspective, it hurts. Right. Them, but as know? for my jobs you know, that I do, I mean, you have to be vaccinated, you know, I mean, even, you know, NBC, ESPN, Same here. all of them. You know I, I, I can't work at WIP unless I right. WIP, yeah. you know, yeah. exactly. So, I, I mean, I don't know how you get along in life without being vaccinated, you know, as long as you have a job. I mean, yeah, unless uh, you're you're strictly working from your house, home, yeah. you know, at, at with everything you do. You know, I don't either, Barry. I don't yeah. I don't know. I can't even get on a plane. I mean. Yep. Yeah, you that, that's part of your livelihood. You have to travel right, and get right, on planes right, for your right. livelihood. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what ends up uh, what ends up happening. There's you look around baseball. I was looking at this last night. Um, the Phillies were had played already during the day. 
Um, just what some other teams are doing. Like, I, I don't know if you guys have been, been looking at this. You guys realize the Yankees have 60 wins? Oh, yeah. Already? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're 60 what? and 23, man. That's a 723 winning percentage. That's insane. <laughs> they may it's not insane. lose 50 games this season. No. At this pace. No. They're, they, they're 34 and 9 at home. <laughs> Jeez. They don't even have double digit losses at home. I mean, I don't know what clay or whatever they made judge it, but oh. we need to go. We need to go clone them or something, bro. If you, <laughs> if you just just stand, judge. He's not as tall, but stand, ju- judge, and and Stanton next to each other, two dudes that are chiseled out of a, a freaking right. stone. They should be playing linebacker in the NFL, right? Well, exactly. yeah, Stanton apparently was a great uh, high school football player. Jeez. who who could have? I'm not surprised. Gone wherever he wanted uh, for football, but chose he, he smartly chose. Uh, Chose baseball. But um, so the Yankees right now are at 60 wins. Um, the Astros are at 54. So they're, 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 they're winning at a 659 clip. The Mets have 52 wins. The Dodgers yeah. have 53 wins. There's some, some really good teams in baseball, man. Yeah. It's yeah. just the season in general. So pretty, pretty I'm, interesting. I'm love, I love watching certain series. Like, you know, even though, even though the, the Yankees have this dominating lead in the AL East, when they play Boston, it's a must-see game. You know, when when the Dodgers play the Padres, it's must-see because it's always so tense because you're waiting for something to break out outside of the game itself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much for those two teams to leave the dugout and meet at and meet at the mound. You know, and and it's always so much drama between those teams. Yeah. Um, and, and and you know that, that's one of the things I love about baseball that has been lacking in recent years is the rivalries. Yeah rivalries that we used to watch in the 70s and the 80s you know um and even in football it's kind of lost some of that luster uh with the, with some of the some of the rivalries we were accustomed to seeing you know it's, it's funny how in recent years when i was still at nbc and i would go to dallas and we'd interview you know people in dallas and they would talk about how eagle fans hate cowboys fans worse than cowboy fans hate eagles fans yep the cowboys fans hate the Giants more so than they do the Eagles. It, yeah. It's that Bermuda Triangle that's like, really? I always thought Dallas had as much hatred for Philly as Philly has for Dallas, but that's not the case. Yeah, it's – it's. I think, Derek, you, first of all, you're right. But I think yeah. the needles moved a little bit. I think Cowboys fans dislike the Eagles fans a little bit more than they used to be. You're right. It used to be totally one-sided. Eagles fans yeah. loathed yeah. the Cowboys, and the Cowboys were kind of like, all right, they're an NFC East team. We don't like them, but it's not, it's not exactly. the end-all, be-all. You know, the way that they viewed it. It, I said this to you guys before. The the way, like, old school, old school Eagles fans hated the Giants more. Because there wasn't a Cowboys. There was a Dallas Texans started, I think, in 1960. I'm talking about my my dad and, you know, old school. They hated the Giants back in the day. And a lot of them stayed that way. My dad shifted. He hated the Cowboys, man. Hated the Cowboys. But a lot of the old schoolers were Giants, folks. I've talked to different players. Like, I, like Ike Reese, Ike hated the Giants because the Giants yep. were always better than the Cowboys right. during That's his right. years here in, in Philadelphia. Right. So we'll see me. It was it, me. It was during my tenure here. It was it was the Giants because they won a Super Bowl in '95 when I got right. here, beat us in the playoffs, second round of the playoffs. So it's always been the Cowboys. That was my most heated rivalry. But then I've been a part of rivalries where, um, you know, being Pittsburgh with the and Packers, Cleveland. What you know, Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh in the when I was there, Pittsburgh and the Ravens, because they were the good team with Ray Lewis in that defense. They was winning they were winning Super Bowl then. 
you know, so it was more so the Ravens than Cleveland. We beat up on Cleveland. Cleveland was like a doormat back then. Um, when I was with uh, when I was with Green Bay, Green Bay was actually with Tampa Bay because we were in the same um, division. division then. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was it was it was it was us against um, Tampa Bay, and that's when they had Derek Brooks and all those. Oh guys. yeah. Warren Sapp, you know, and we had Amon Green, um, Brett Favre, like Brett Favre, and and um, and and what's his name, uh, uh, defensive um, Hall of Famer, uh, Reggie name? White, uh, Reg- no Sapp, Warren Sapp, oh, Warren Sapp, yeah. Warren Sapp. Those uh, okay. two had an interesting, you know, relationship because they hated each other but loved each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they'd be yeah. cussing each other out on the field, but after the game, you know, they was like, you know, they were like boys. But during the game, they were it was a heated battle, man. So. That was a rivalry that was big, huge. Uh, Detroit, uh, we just really no, we we never, we never moved the needle for anybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Detroit, Detroit's trying to find uh, rivals. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah anybody yeah, want to yeah. be our rival? Uh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. Oh, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Yeah, I, I know. You know, it's two thousand eight Phillies. Yeah, I get it. But hey, the big piece was from St. Louis. There All you right. go. Get off me, guys. They they own me, man. Come on, get off Who, me, man. Who's on you now? Oh, they were talking about – Um, they were asking why I was laughing because we, we were talking about 2008. And, oh. uh, and, you know, St. Louis had beat us to, get to uh, you know – to win oh, 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 2011 when, when the Cardinals beat the I mean, Phillies. 2011, yeah. sorry, yeah. 2011, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Phillies won it. No, wait. Yeah, but no, you're right. I mean, look, we, we, I know what you meant. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. All right, so when we, uh, when we come back, guys, we're going to dig into some football here. And – we didn't get a chance to finish this yesterday. We did the AFC. We're going to dive over to the NFC now. We're going to lay out exactly how we think these divisions are going to finish. The NFC East, Eagles division, obviously. Uh, the North, the South, the West. We will dive into that. Um, and then we will get into our favorite running backs to watch. Top five running backs to watch in the NFL in current day. Not old school. But so before we we don't need the, where's Barry Sanders? Like, I get it. I, everybody loves Barry Sanders, but we're doing present right now. day, present day yep, yep. running backs to watch. So we'll do that when we get back. We got a lot of other stuff in store for you. So don't go anywhere. D Gun, B Brooks, R Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, I want to tell you about my friends at Pro Action Restoration. If you got a home, you got a business that you own, you got a, you got properties, whatever the case may be, you know there's always that danger of water damage, a fire, smoke mold damage. Perhaps it's already happened and you're not sure what to do. Well, I have the people for you. It's ProAction Restoration. Give them a call. They're available 24 hours, seven days a week to assist you. I've gone through it on a personal level and it was a big challenge because it was I, my parents were older folks at the time. I'm over there trying to trying to wet back and get it done. I'm like, this is not happening. It's not. They were, they were flooded, literally. So ProAction, I call them up on a Saturday. They get over there right away. They clean up my parents' house at a great price, very professional. I, I couldn't have been more happy with the job that they did. You will be as well. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. Again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com, ProActionRestoration.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles 
and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. back in everybody happy friday hope you're doing well out there uh, i am rob ellis along with Derek gunn barrett brooks we are sports take jacob sports youtube network reminder always go to jacobsports.com check out the latest content on there a lot of great stuff from john mcmullen who you uh who you see each and every day on birds 365 john writing about the eagles as we get set for uh the upcoming season we're not all that far away guys believe it or not so uh, a couple things uh let's dive right in with the with the NFC, this was a fun exercise we did yesterday. We went through the the AFC, and not only did we preview the divisions, we're giving you how we think it's going to finish, first to last in each of the divisions. We're going to hold for our purposes today the NFC East, the Eagles division for last. Okay, you guys pick it, man. You want to go north? You want to go south? You want to go west? Where do we want to start? I we I'll, I'll we'll kick it off in any direction you want to go. You want to go? Let's go north. How about that? We'll do Gunner a little favor since we, we we go north with his uh, his squad. So, of course, the NFC North consists of the Bears, the Lions, the Vikings, and the Packers. I'll go first, I guess. Uh, I think I think it's the Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears, 
division. I think Green Bay comes back to earth a little bit. They still have Aaron Rodgers. They still have a lot of really good players. So I don't write them off by any stretch. But I think they come back to earth. And I think the Vikings are a very interesting football team with a new voice running them with a lot of weapons and, and, and improved defense. I think um, they're a keep your eye on kind of team for me and could be a playoff team. Lions are going to be improved. This is no cakewalk week one folks for the Eagles. I think the lines like four and a half or five, depending on where you're shopping. I, I don't know which I, I may take the lions and the points and the Eagles win a field goal kind of game. I'm, I'm giving you a little preview already for, for week one, but that's kind of where I'm at. And I think they're going to be decent. Like, I think they're going to be a seven-win type of team. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I, you're with me on that, Barry. And I don't like the yeah. Bears at all, but that's just – that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm going Packs, Vikings, Lions, Bears. That's, absolute, that's absolutely what's going to happen, man. You know, because, I mean, just like you said, the Bears – the Lions are not going to be a pushover. Um, you know, if, if the Eagles go in there thinking they're just going to beat them like they beat them before, run the ball on them like that, It'll be a long season for us because we'll end up being just like that first year when we thought we were just going to roll over the Washington football team. They ended up beating us and set you know things in motion for us to be one of the sorriest teams in the league, only winning four and a half games. So mm-hmm. it's imperative we get out on a good start. And I'm glad we're playing against a team that's, that's um, beatable, but they're still very, very good. You know, um, I want to know if this team – is as dominant as I think they can be. And when you're going against the Lions, you know, they'll give you a, a, a kind of accurate barometer because they're not just a team that you're just going to walk all over. But, you know, like I said, you, you, you're looking at a, you know, a North team, I mean, a North division that there's no way anybody's going to be on the same level as Green Bay. Green Bay is going to walk away with it. Um, it, they won't win 13 games like they did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won't clinch the conference like they did last year, but they will be very competitive. They're going to win right around 11, 11 games, 11, 12 games. I mean, they still got to get used to A-Rod. The new receivers got to get used to A-Rod, and that's a huge, huge thing. You know, who's going to be running the ball for them consistently? Um, their offensive line is pretty good. Defensively, they really stepped it up, you know, um, and, and getting, you know, two guys from from – Georgia, Georgia, that yep. you know, I can see being guys will step day one and, and come in and start. Uh, Minnesota, like you said, I mean, that you got to keep an eye on them because they're going to be kind of sneaky good, like you yeah. said. They'll be sneaky good. Their quarterback, he's always in, he's always in a mix of being, you know, a, a a a good quarterback, but he just doesn't get you over the hump. But you know, they they're pretty good everywhere else. They're going to run the ball consistently. Dalvin Cook. Didn't play last year. He was hurt for the most part of last year. But he is a good all-purpose back. Um, Kirk Cousins, like I said, you know, he's going to put up great numbers. Irv Smith is probably going to step into being one of the um, top tight ends in, in in the league. You know, he's going to be not, not necessarily a, a top 10, mm-hmm. but he'll be right around there as somebody that's going to be very consistent for him. And um, defensively, you know, they got a lot of stars. They, you know, uh, they have Patrick Peterson. Harrison Smith, both of those guys, you know, I got a lot of respect for. Mm-hmm. But then they got, you know, another guy from 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 Georgia and Lewis Sin, safety. I like the way he plays. Um, Zadarius uh, Smith left Green Bay and came down there. Right. If he can stay healthy, he can rush the passer. So they'll be an interesting team, you know, as they go forward. 
So I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. Digon, your turn. Oh, oh, I thought you okay. I thought uh, um, I agree with what Rob said in terms of the order, pecking order: Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, and then and then um, Chicago. I ain't even um, talk about them. I don't want when, to talk about them. When, when I, when, <laughs> they suck. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> although, the Bear, although the Bears won six games last year compared to Detroit winning three, but the Bears are a train wreck right now um, in terms of direction. They still don't know what, who, if Justin Fields is a quarterback of the present or the future for that matter. When I look at Green Bay, I think the worst thing that happened to Green Bay was losing Devontae Adams. But I also think it could be a good thing for Green Bay to no longer have to rely on Devontae Adams to bail him out. Aaron Rodgers came out yesterday in a podcast and said he has the utmost confidence in his young group of receivers. Now, he does have a couple of his safety belt. Randall Cobb is still one of the best slot receivers in the game. You know, and you got Alan Lazard, who's 6'5", who can run a 4'4", And then you brought in the kid, Christian Watson, who runs a 4'2", and he's 6'5". Right. And you, <laughs> you, you, you drafted a kid in the fifth or sixth round named Dobb, D-O-U-B, who runs a 4'3". You know, so Green Bay's going to speed now to wide receiver. Sammy Watkins is on a mission to uh, resurrect his career. Green Bay has a great one-two punch at a running back and A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Um, you know, tight end, they have, a, they have a trio of tight ends if they can keep them healthy. The problem with tight end is they can never keep their tight ends healthy. Um, I agree with Barrett. I think Green Bay will not win 13 games four years in a row under, under Matt LaFleur. I think more like 11 or 12 will, will be feasible because Aaron Rodgers has to learn his way with his young group of receivers. And I guarantee Aaron Rodgers is going to be in their face on the sideline. Aaron Rodgers does not like receivers not being where they're supposed to be when he rolls out. Minnesota, I look at this, the thing that jumps out, you know, we can talk about the receiving core all day, but the thing that jumps out at me about Minnesota is more than the receivers is their linebacking trio of Eric Kendricks, Zadarius Smith, and Jordan Hicks now who comes over from Arizona. I forgot Hicks right. was there. Yep. Jordan Hicks is a good, good linebacker, you know. Yeah. Um, he, and sec- he stayed pretty healthy in, yeah. in in Arizona. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Now the secondary, I'm not concerned that much about. I think the secondary is getting a little long in tooth. Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith. I think they're getting up there and years a little long in the tooth. Uh, the cornerbacks, um, they don't impress me with the cornerbacks. But Minnesota is Minnesota is going to give Green Bay a run for their money this year in, in terms of that division. Detroit, I agree with you guys. We've talked about it time and time again. I think Detroit is going to be better than they were. Does that equate to more wins? Well, considering they only won three games last year, it should, <laughs> you know, they, you know, they were three and three and 14 last year. A so lot of should, tight but, ones though, Derek. Yeah. A lot of tight. Yes. No question. Yeah. And I always say you have to learn how to win before you can win. Whether, whether it's the regular season or the playoffs, mm-hmm. you have to learn how to win these games. So they went through a major learning curve. They've added some good pieces in a draft. Uh, they're coming back a year older, year wiser. They've got a good running tandem. They've got some good receivers on their team. Of Jared Goff is, is the X factor, which Jared Goff is going to show up, you know. Um, and as I said, Chicago, Chicago should be in the CFL this year. <laughs> so, so that's the way I see the, the NFC North panning out. Let, let me uh, let me back up Detroit one more time. I'm just going to give you some of their losses, okay? So they lost week one to a good the playoff, you know, San Francisco team, right? They, they lost to them by eight. Yep. yep. You know, it's certainly respectable, right? Uh, they lost by to Baltimore by two. Was that on that crazy long field goal? Am yeah. I imagining that? I, I think it was, right? So they lo- they lose that by two. They lose to the Vikings by two two weeks later. They Look, they have a couple games that aren't close, including the Eagles destroying them. But then they tie in overtime with the Steelers. 
Then they lose by three to Cleveland, two to Chicago. They win. Three games later, they lose by four. I mean, my point is there is a lot of close losses in the Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that could have flipped three, four games for them either way. And, and, and a number of their losses came down to the final possession of the game. Yes. You know, and, and they couldn't get it done. Either they couldn't get their, their game-winning drive or they gave up the game-winning drive. You know, And so that's why I said I, I think they've learned from that. Uh, I think they're going to be tougher. Um, I, I'm not saying they're going to com- compete for the division title, but they're not going to be a pushover. Uh, this year and anybody sitting here talking about the Eagles that's an automatic win no it's not yeah. coming out of the gate coming out of the gate teams are always the rustiest that first game of the season absolutely you know? yeah and so no, I, I think that's gonna be a good competitive game all right let's let's jump over to the south then um which consists of the Panthers the Falcons the Saints and the Bucks the big news coming out of that division was two days ago when Baker Mayfield gets traded from uh Cleveland over to Carolina. So that may shift the dynamic of that team a little bit, at least in some people's eyes. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to be obvious here and go with chalk. I still don't think anybody's better in that division than the Bucks. Although at some point you would think maybe it starts to catch up with Brady. The, and the Bucks are a little bit different this year. Todd Bowles yeah. takes over. No more Bruce Aaron. Yeah, and they lost, you know, some, some nice pieces uh, from last year's team. So, I don't think they're going to be quite as good, but I would still take them to be the cream of the crop in that division. New Orleans, I put in, in the Minnesota category. Dangerous. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. If, if Jameis mm-hmm. Winston's good, they have a lot of talent. And and if Dennis Allen can really coach as a head coach, not just a coordinator, they're troubled. Another team that could be a playoff team. So I would say the Saints second. I, I'm, I'm going to go Panthers third. Um mm-hmm from a desperation standpoint for Matt rule and assuming that Mayfield can pick up this offense relatively quickly. And it's also a vote against the Falcons who I don't think are going to be going to be great. I don't believe in Mariota as a starter. And I think Desmond Ritter by three quarters of the way through the season could be the starter, the kid out of Cincinnati who they drafted. So I go Bucks, saints, Panthers, uh, Falcons would be my order. Mm. How about you guys? Same with me. It's the exact same order. Um, but you guys are right, man. This 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 um this this Buccaneer team is gonna be a lot different from what we saw before. You know, they'll still have you know their defense, you know. Uh Devin White is still Devin White yep. Levante Davis still anchoring that defense. Yep. They went on and got Akeem Hicks instead of having um Nama uh Kinsu. Yep. Um they still got Vita Vea there. He's still unsigned, by the way, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. In fact, I heard yeah. Couple rummings that he's supposed to sign with Dallas, but um, yeah, oh geez, um, you don't want him in Dallas, right? Right. Um, William Ghoston is still there, uh, the defensive end position. Um, they still lack a lot when it comes to their secondary. You know, I don't know how they beat up on us with their secondary that they have, but they're not really good when you look at their secondary. Mm-hmm. They're okay, but they're not good. You know, uh, Anton um, Hitfield, instead of Winfield Jr., he's he's a good safety. You know what I'm saying? But he, he can't is. stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Can't stay healthy, but on the offensive side of the ball, man. Um, hopefully, Chris Godwin is he is he gonna be back to start the season? Uh, yeah, that's, I, I that's, don't know. It's a good that's question. It's gonna be tough. Um, I mean, they did pick up Russell Gage, a really good receiver from Atlanta. He is good, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's good. Um, they still got Mike Evans. Um, but then after that, it's starting to get rough because if you look at um, you look at uh, their 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 offensive line, yeah, they have the two bookends and Donovan Smith. And uh, you know, second well, third year for Tristan Worth. They, you know, those two are, are really good, two 
two good pro bowlers. But their guard situation, they're, you know, they new guys starting in there. And then you have Ryan Jensen, who's probably one of the best centers in the league. It's, it's tip for tap for, you know, who you think is better with, whether it's Kelsey or Jensen. Both guys, I love them. You know, I love the way they play. Um, you know, you got the old man, Brady, sitting there. And, you know, you got to protect him. So when you're weak at the guard position, he hates that because he hates to have people on his face. He wants to be able to step up all the time. He won't be able to step up as much. But, you know, look at the tight end position. They still got Cameron Brake there. Cameron mm-hmm. Brake and, 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 you know, after that, it's, it's slim pickings. They're used to having three great tight ends. They only have two. No, they have really one. One. One tight end now. Cameron Brake's the only one there. So, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, offensively, will they be as good? I don't think so. I really don't. Okay. Okay. That's going to tote the rock, but I, I still don't think of. So, where do you are they still the best team in the division, Tampa? How do you how do you say they're, it? they're still the best team in the division, but that division sucks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You go with uh, New Orleans. New, if you look roster for roster, man for man, I think the Saints have a better team, but they just don't have a better quarterback. Right. That's the only thing that they're lacking is the quarterback. But you know, it's it's the goaded quarterback. So you know that's why you got to put. Uh, Tampa be ahead of them, but man, they got so much talent. Chris Olave, yeah. Jarvis Landry, Michael yep. Thomas. Yep. Uh, you you got Amari. Um, I mean, uh, Alvin Kamara. Kamara there. Yeah. Um, you know, Jameis can toss it around a little bit. They they uh, went out in the first round and got Trevor Penning, probably the best, well, the, the third best tackle in the draft last year. He's ready to play right now. Uh, Pete is still there. He's pretty good. Uh, they got you know the 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 Cam kid Cesar Ruiz at guard. Yeah, yeah, I like him. But at tight end, they don't have really anybody at tight end. I mean Troutman, I don't. I, he's okay. They mm-hmm. moved Taysom Hill to tight end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. He lost his his guy's not there. Like right. Sean Payton loved him some Taysom Hill. Kept him afloat. Kept That's him afloat. gonna be interesting to see where that heads for him with his career there. But defensively. I mean, they are loaded defensively. You know, they got mm-hmm. two bookends, Rush the Passer and Davenport and Jordan. Uh, pretty good linebackers, you know. May has always been a good linebacker to me. But then they go out and get um, uh, the Honey Badger at safety. Mm-hmm. Mix him up with, you know, one of the you know one of the better corners in the league, top corners of the league, and Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, they, they're looking pretty good defensively. So if you look at player for player, besides the quarterback position, I really think the Saints have a better team. I agree. Mm-hmm. They have a better team, but not at the quarterback position, which is the the really yeah, the, the biggest position that counts. The most so. critical. Yep. yep. Yeah. Then after that, man, it, it, it's it's a it's a free for all because you know you got a quarterback that's on, I mean uh, you got a um a quarterback too, but a head coach that's on the hot seat. You know he's he's fighting for his life right now, and um you know the Falcons just can't get out their own way. They're gonna suck. They went and got Marcus Mariota. Come on, man. Uh, yeah. So that's man, I, I, it, it. Feels like a placeholder, Barrett, till right. the, the kid takes over, doesn't it? I, I mean, right. I don't. I, I just don't see that. But absolutely, absolutely. So um, then you know, then I'll I'll go Panthers. Then I go Atlanta. Yeah, I look. I agree. I, I it's I I think that's that, I I man. If Jameis Winston's even pretty good, they're a playoff team. Yes. Orleans, yes. But, yes. Because there's a lot there to work with, for sure. How about you, Gunner? Um, if Drew Brees comes out of retirement, I'll flip my answer. But right now, it's Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta. Um, big you really loss. believe you might do that? Uh, I don't know. Hey, hey It's kind of yeah. weird. Like, he's not in TV this year. No, no. Hey, Tom Brady retired, unretired real quick. 
You never know. Now, yeah. now, Drew Brees, his body's had a year to heal up. His mind's had a year to free itself. You know, he had a diversion working in television. Who knows? Maybe he's motivated again. If you think about it, the receivers that Barry just mentioned, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, along with Michael Thomas, who missed all of last year because of an injury, that's the best collection of receivers the Saints have had in quite some time. Even during their years when they were Super Bowl contenders, it was always Michael Thomas and a bunch of other guys. Now you got, man, you got Olave, Jarvis Landry. You got speed, and then you got Thomas Height is six five. You can throw it up in the clouds, and he'll go get it. You know, but <laughs> right, you know, you know what I'm saying? Michael Thomas, if it's in his area code, he does not miss. You know, plain and simple, he does not. He does not drop passes. He does not miss. You and know, Winston has a cannon, bro. And Winston does have a cannon, but which Winston is going to be on the field? The one that threw right. thirty interceptions, or the one that got off to a good start last year before he had the ACL tear? You know, we don't know. Now, if Winston is the quarterback, I think New Orleans is going to be right there behind Tampa. You know, Tampa lost one of its um, uh, Pro Bowl offensive linemen to retirement. That's a big loss for that offensive line. You know, JPP is not there anymore. Um, That was big for them in terms of pass rush coming off the edge. Their front seven did such a great job of disguising the deficiencies in the back end. Now you lose a little piece here and there. You know, that's a big difference now. How are you going to fill those gaps? I think with with, They're with, guys, bro. They're guys. Yeah. yeah. They're just I think guys. with Baker Mayfield quarterbacking down in um in Carolina now, and if Christian McCaffrey comes back, Carolina's I gonna be you. gonna be heck to deal with. They're gonna you. be heck to deal with. Yep. Those two those two players alone will make Carolina that much more lethal. You know, if 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 Baker and I know and I, I'm not saying Baker's elite, but Baker is a, a good middle of the road quarterback. Yes. That's all you need sometimes to guide a team. And he's going to inject uh, an energy there that Sam Darnold just cannot inject. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Atlanta, Atlanta's another team that should be playing in the CFL. They should, them in Chicago should see if they can get admittance into the CFL just for one season. Because I think <laughs> both of them are nothing but bottom, bottom feeders this year. How in the world's going to, you know, Colin Kaepernick is sitting there waiting for a call. You went out and get Marcus Mariota, first round bust? Really? That's what, that's what you, I mean, see, I mean come on. Move. It's a strange, strange move. move for them. So and they let Atlanta, Russell Gage go, but I don't yes. they did it though. Yes. Because they brought in Drake London. And then your top receiver suspended for the year. They overdrafted him too, by the way. Yeah. Drake London, yes. Wait, Drake too. London, yeah. Now isn't your, your your top receiver's out for the season, right? For gambling? Yeah, he's suspended yes. for the year. Suspended yes. for the whole Ridley. year. Ridley. Yeah, Calvin Ridley. Gage go. They let Russell Gage and go. And then they let Gage go. Yeah. Yeah, they so, set up to be really bad. They set that up team's hurt. So unless unless we find out Breeze is coming out. That's my. I'll say Tampa Bay and, and New Orleans will be bird dogging them if Jameis can stay healthy. I don't think Jameis is a quarterback to get him over the hump against Tampa in a big game, though. Okay. Okay. So that's the South. Uh, we yeah. have run through now the South and the North, uh, and let's go West now. Good division. Mm. Rams defending champs. 49ers perennial playoff team. Cardinals Whew. playoff team. Seahawks rebuild really question marks all over the place with that team, including quarterback with no more Russell Wilson. Uh, I'm going to go again, kind of obvious with the Rams. I just, they're just talented, man. There's too much talent there. McVay's too smart for them not to be good again. Repeating and winning it is a different story, but in terms of coming out of the division, I'll take the Rams 49ers. A lot of this rides on what the heck they're doing at quarterback. And I don't even know if they know at this point, what they're doing at quarterback. Um, It just tells me that I feel like they just don't trust Trey Lance. I, nope. I, it would be. I don't I mean? blame him. I, no, I'm saying, but it would be like 
we should be there by now at this point, especially with Garoppolo's injury, because they're not sold. He's going to start the year, by the way. So anyway, you're right. Uh, and he's still there. Yeah. They, they, even, even older people that went in and talked to the organization, like older guys or guys that, you know, that, that are, are, you know, have the inside with uh, information with the 49ers. They have said that they said that they don't trust that he's ready to play yet. Mm. They don't trust him being the captain of the team yet, but they know they have to let him go. They have to um, let him play because they're about to let um let the, the starter go. Okay. So, I don't okay. know. Yeah. Well, and there's still people that are holding out hope that Garoppolo is going to get dealt potentially to the Seahawks would be kind of a weird division in division move, but uh, all right. You know, the Cardinals to me, I, it, it sets up bad for me. They've collapsed the last couple of years. I'm not sold Kingsbury's an NFL coach. Uh, mm. I don't I don't feel like the teammates love Kyler Murray. And you're probably without DeAndre Hopkins. Six games. Six games, right? Yeah. I don't think that's changing. I don't know if he's no. in the field or whatever. It hasn't changed. It's a monster loss to not have him for the first six games. So I'll, there's talent on that team, but – I think they were like eight and eight, nine and seven, or I should say eight, eight, nine, nine and eight territory. Uh, I was get, I got to get used to the 17 games. Um, they could very much be on the outside looking in for the playoffs. And I just don't, I don't see it with Seattle even a little bit. I think they're 100% a last place team. So uh, whoever wants it, Gunner, you want to, you want to jump on the I'm, West? I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams because uh, you look at the Rams did this off season. I mean, basically they just reloaded, you know, um, in, in a lot of ways, you go out and you get Bobby Wagner. I mean, I mean, seriously, you know, you look yeah. at the secondary, you got yep. Jordan Fuller, Jalen Ramsey, you up front, you got Aaron Donalds, Leonard, Leonard Floyd. I mean, <laughs> the offense, Van Jefferson, I think is one of the more underrated receivers in the game, even though he's still a young receiver, very good receiver. You got Allen Robinson, which was a steal to get Allen Robinson, uh, to go along with, uh, Cooper cup. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? I love their running back situation with Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson Jr. I think it would be a huge mistake uh, for the Rams to not do exactly what they did last year, spread the wealth. Some teams win, and all of a sudden they change their identity, i.e. the Eagles, you know, and change their identity, and look what you have to go through to try to get back to where you were. You know, and, and if the Rams stay and do exactly what they did last year, they're going to be right there at the end in a conference championship game. Now, I picked Arizona second only because we know, we don't know the, the certainty of who's going to be quarterback in San Francisco. I think it would be a huge mistake for the 49ers to let Garoppolo just walk. You know, we keep hearing about trade, you know, and they're going to put, you know, Dre Lance in there. I don't think that kid's ready to take over that team, to be honest. You know, I don't think he, he he's shown enough. I think he's shown enough as a gadget quarterback like a Taysom Hill but not as a true NFL quarterback. And so I think you need you need that guy who can manage the game. That's what the 49ers claim to fame was two things, rugged defense and a quarterback who managed a talented offense. You know, and I think Garoppolo, whatever he heals up, needs to be back in there. You look at the 49ers defense, that defense is nasty. I think it's one of the nastiest defenses, one of the most physical. I mean, what do they have, five, six first-round picks on their defense? Yeah, they're Something really crazy good. like that. Really good, really including good. Bosa, yeah. But because well, of the Bosa, that you got yeah. um, Fred Warner. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Greenlaw. I mean, oh, jeez. It just goes guys, on and yeah. on. So, you know, I mean, you got guys that can step it up and play, man. You got people, you know, rush the passer. I mean, nobody talks about Armstead. Armstead was crushing yes. people. He yes. won, blocked the, didn't he block the field goal? That's uh, right. In the game. I mean, come people on, forget D, D Ford's on that defense. Yes. 
Yeah. Do, do you want? Do you guys wonder? I don't want to gloss over this. Like, where's Debo's head going to be at? Right. Oh, right. Do you worry oh. about that at all? No, but Debo got his money. Yeah, but he he said he doesn't want to be used the same. Like he hinted that he, he, he wants- didn't want to. He wanted to just kind of be a receiver. Yeah, you know why? Because during negotiations, they tried to pull that, as they've done on other players before. Is he a receiver? Oh, right or is he a running back? Yeah, you get a cheaper right. number if you're a running back. They tried I to do that. So okay. now that he's got his money, hey, you okay. can use you can use me as the gunner on pop for, for that kind of money. I play gunner. You want me to sell? You want me to sell popcorn in the stands? I'll do that. I got my money now. I you all know. right. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, no, I agree. They, let safety, they let the safety walk, though, man. We we acquired the safety, so they let him walk, man. I know you got Jimmy Ward back there, you know, but yeah. I mean, I don't know the who who the new guy is, you know, uh, Hafunga. I don't know who he is. So, well, you I, got you got Emmanuel Mosley and George Odom as, as your, uh, your and corner. Jimmy Ward as your safety. Jimmy yeah. Ward and, and Greg Odom. Your corners are Shadavius uh, uh, Ward and uh, Emmanuel Mosley, and then you got Jason Verrett. It's one of your backups. He's not even penciled in as a starter right now. Mm-hmm. So they got a nice trio of cornerbacks there. Um, I just think the 49ers defense is going to beat the crap out of a lot of teams. Yep, they're just yep. going to beat you down. D'Amico you know, Ryans, man. Oh, my dad, D'Amico Ryans. You know what? Kudos to him. One of the nicest guys you ever wanted to meet. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, he takes over for Robert Sala, and obviously he learned his lesson well. Because that 49ers defense did not miss a beat. Even with all the – think about all the injuries they had on that defense. And they still didn't miss a beat last year. You know, and we still haven't talked – we didn't talk about George Kittle. George Kittle plays football angry. Like, yeah. like, like he has no friends in the world. You took his last dollar. You talked about his mother. You know, and it's, it's like when that man carries a football, I'm watching him on TV, and it hurt me just watching him on TV. I'm sitting there going, oh, oh, well, he freight trains people, and then he backs up and finishes them off. Well, you know, do you guys like Elijah Mitchell, man? I mean, I love him. I love him. I do like him. Yeah, I do. I love him. I, you know, I, I think he gets a little worse for wear. He, he's small, but he plays so big, and sometimes yeah. that hurts yep. you as a running. Yeah, guy. it's a matter of holding up. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Brandon right. Ayuk. I love Brandon Ayuk. Is a very right, right. Even right. though he was in the doghouse for about six, seven games last year <laughs> um, for dropping passes, I love his game overall. Right, right. You know, they got all the pieces to be dangerous in the NFC. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, all right. So uh you guys want to move on to the east? We move on to the NFC East. Did you finish your west? You got you got everybody in there. You got your Cardinals in there and yeah. your Seahawks. I didn't even mention Seattle. They ain't even yeah, they're mentioned. not even they're not even yeah. worth No, you know, I'll go the same way. I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll go Rams, 49ers, Arizona, then Seattle also. Okay. Okay. Um we go to the east, Giants, Washington, Eagles, Cowboys. I'll start. I, look, I really think it's a toss-up who wins the division. I think it's really close between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, I know it's kind of popular in Philadelphia to just write the Cowboys off, and the Eagles right. are going to surpass them. I think well, yeah, they're close. Hey, why, don't we, why don't we get started when we come back from the break, man? We got All right, break. you want to do that? Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll dig into the Eagles and the Cowboys when we get back, uh, and as well as Washington and the Giants. We'll do the NFC East when we get back, and we'll do a little running back discussion, current day running back when we get back as well. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. Uh, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Back, right, right back. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the 
for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, everybody. We are Sports Day. Hope you're doing great on this Friday. Hope you have a good uh, weekend in front of you. Hope you have good, interesting plans. That's for sure. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, along with Barrett Brooks. And uh, so we were in the midst of going through our divisions. We did the AFC yesterday. We've done thus far the first three divisions in the NFC, including the uh, North, South, and West. We're at the East right now. So I'll just I'll just pick back up. I, I think it's going to be close between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys are still a very talented team. And, you know, there, there's a couple of separators here for me. And I think this more applies to the playoffs. I, I think Mike McCarthy really bites you in the rear end in the playoffs more than he may in the regular season. Um, and Dak, certainly the question's out in terms of a big game and what Zeke's got left uh, in the tank, losing Amari Cooper. I think the Cowboys and the offensive line as well took some blows, certainly with the uh, on the offensive side. Still have playmakers on defense, including, you know, Micah Parsons, who's arguably the biggest wrecking crew maybe in football at this point, which is crazy to say, only a second year. I think Dallas is really good. Uh, I think the Eagles are a team that made some massive strides in the offseason, making themselves better. Um, there's no question about that. I like the fact that you have a second-year coach now, second-year coordinators, a, a second 
year of the quarterback starting full-time, I think makes a big difference for them. You're giving him good options. And I think they have a lot of talent on defense. I think the Eagles are a talented team. I'm going to go toss up. I'm going to give a slight lean to the Cowboys since they're the champs, but the Eagles very easily could take them. Then I go Washington, who I think is in the Detroit, uh, in, in the Minnesota, New Orleans territory yep. danger zone. Uh, could be really good uh, if, if things play out right. And then I, I just, I don't like the Giants right now. I don't like them with Daniel Jones. I think eventually Brian Dable gets them respectable and good, but he's, they don't have enough mm-hmm. right now. So I would go Cowboys, Eagles, and that's a, that could, it's interchangeable for me. It could go either way, but I'll go Cowboys, Eagles, Washington, and New York. You, Barrett. Leah Barrett. Barrett's like, you crazy? I threw up on my mouth, man. I know. It hurts. Keep it real hurts. I can't believe it, man. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm just me personally being real. I, I just look at that offense, the offensive side of the ball, and, and I just don't see it. Yes, you have C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb's a hell of a player. You got Zeke. You got Tony Pollard. They're going to try to run the rock. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup out there. They just went and got James Washington from Pittsburgh, who didn't live up to expectations coming out of um, Oklahoma State. But I still sit back and I look at at, at, at that offensive line. There's no longer the the, the most dominant line in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just look at Tyron Smith, too long in the tooth. He'll be hurt halfway through the season. He won't be as reliable as he used to be. He used to be a staple. He won't be as reliable as he used to be. Um, you know, Terrence Steele played okay for him. You know, he, he spelled him a lot. You know, he started basically uh, the entire season for him. But he's still starting. He's not good. Um, Zach Martin's still a really good player. But then they got to start a rookie um, at, at left guard position. Um, the center, he he sucks also. So when you got an offensive line like that, uh, you can't think that you're going to run the ball consistently like they used to run. That's not happening. Um, Zeke is a little longer in tooth, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's probably going to come back in the best shape of his life, and he's still going to be hurt. Um, I mean, and Michael Gallup, he won't play until probably halfway through the year. You know, he, he's coming back from a major. He got that. He got that injury. What the second to the last game? Of yeah, the it was. It was yeah. December. It was December. Uh, yeah. So we're talking about he's late, not. He won't be mid, halfway late. through the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know um, ACLs these days. You can come back in in in, in nine eight months, months, nine months, eight, yeah. nine months. But still, that's that's still um, what October, November before he yeah. even comes back. And will he mm-hmm. come back as strong as he used to be? Mm-hmm. I just don't see the. They don't. I mean, Dak. Yes, Dak is the best quarterback in the division but he's still not better than um he's not better with the offensive line that he has he becomes very human now with the offensive line that he has he's not going to have all the time in the world that he used to have when he's run play action and send those receivers down the field he's gonna be running for his life the majority of the time and you become a different quarterback when you run it for your life those numbers aren't gonna be padded numbers like they used to be he's gonna be running for his life for the more for the most part, this entire season. So I can't see them being as good. And, I mean, they still got Mike McCarthy as their their head coach. So, you know, to me, that's just that's just a, a spur in their, in their, in their side, uh, an Achilles heel tear that they can't get rid of. On the defensive <laughs> side of the ball, yeah, they got some guys out there. Demarcus Lawrence, who's long in the tooth now, hasn't been doing what he usually does. Uh, he's not as dominant as he used to be. I saw – I saw a big, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, our left tackle, big, um, man. My Lada. My Lada. Yeah, Jordan. Big Jordan. Yeah. 
served him the last twice the last two times he played against him he served demarcus lawrence served him beat him up um van der Esch, i don't think he has it anymore you know uh, he's very blockable now now we get with michael parsons he is no longer sneaking up on the league like he did before they know nope. about him so when he's out there now they're going to make sure that they have account for him wherever he is on the field and don't think that the offensive line have heard everything that he's all the trash he's been talking, and they're gonna give it to him. He's talking about. He said, um, uh, "It's fifteen sacks is the least he's gonna get this year." As an offensive lineman, you take that personal. Good, bad, or you take that personal. So they're gonna beat up on him a little bit. We know Diggs. You know Diggs had eleven um, ints last year, mm-hmm. but hell, he had over a thousand yards thrown on him. You know what I'm saying? They had big days against him. He just guessed right sometimes, but more times than not, he guessed wrong. A DB giving up over a thousand yards. Oof. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, everybody looks at you're right, Barry. Everybody looks at the the touch, the interceptions and the returns. They don't look at what else happened because he, exactly he is he is an all or nothing corner. Feast like, or famine. That's yep. what it is. Feast or famine. Yep. Um. Then they got a their their strong safety, um, Jaron Curse. I love him. I love the way he plays, but he's nothing but a linebacker. You get him one-on-one with Dallas Goddard, that's six all day and twice on Sunday. Goddard, Goddard's going to have uh, unreal numbers against um, Curse. You know, Curse is a good run stopper, but he couldn't cover himself in a paper bag. He can't cover. So when I look at this defense, they're pretty good, but I see us taking that next step in our development of being a dominant player and a dominant team in this division. So I go Eagles one. Dallas two. Now after that, I have to go with Washington. Now, Washington, you know what I'm saying? They're they're they can break everything up because if Carson, and that's all I gotta say, if if Carson is is gonna be whether it's gonna dictate whether they're gonna number two in a division or number three in the division. They could be as high as number two because if that defense starts uh ramping up, yep, it's going to be hard to stop this team because if Carson goes out there and plays the way Carson plays at the beginning of the year and he stays that way till the end of the year, they'll be a contender in the division. I already say we're going to split with them. We're going to split with them. We're going to split with Dallas. We're going to beat the Giants both times, and that's how we win the division. That's how we're going to win the division. Carson is the X factor. They have so much talent, man. They got talent on the offensive side of the ball, not as much as you would um, – to, to be a dominant offense, but they could be a very ma- well-maintained offense. Terry McLaurin's going to get his. He'll have like 100 yards on you receiving. But then, you know, they got Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas stays healthy. He wasn't healthy last year. He stays healthy, and we didn't play against him. He could be a big X factor and be um, Carson Wentz's Zach Ertz for this team. They could run the ball with Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson is a really talented running back. He was a former receiver at mm-hmm. Memphis State. He can catch the ball in the backfield. They run a lot of plays in which they use that, like screens. They run um, angle routes and, and, and Texas routes in the middle of the field, put him one-on-one against your linebackers, and he can beat you. Then they have straight speed to get the ball outside with McKenzie. But then you get to the defensive side of the ball. We got five first-rounders starting, five. Mm-hmm. You got Chase, Payne, Allen, Sweat. And people don't know, Sweat is a great – not a good, but great pass rusher. He ran a 4-3 at defensive line. That's right. A 4-3 at the combine. That's right. Then you got Jamie Davis. I don't know what they're doing with Davis. He he hasn't done anything since they drafted him in the first round. So he's like the he's like the he's like the one in the possible in spades. He could possibly be good. 
but you know what I'm saying? Sometimes they might get cut in spades. You might he might be cut. You know what I'm saying? He he might not be the guy that they thought he was going to be. But after that, they become, you know, they become a little bit of a of a of a, of a you know, a regular defense. Then you know because they're back in, they're okay. Kyle uh, Kendall Fuller is pretty good. He's all right. And after that, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's slim pickings. So their front seven is probably one of the best, if not the best, in football. But then after that, you know, they become very human. So they could be that X factor, but it's all if. If Carson Wentz plays up to his – then we get to the Giants. The Giants have nothing. If they're not running the rock with Saquon Barkley, I, I doubt if Daniel Jones can get the ball to uh, Kenny Galladay. They got weapons, man. You know, Kadavius Tony hasn't done anything. He didn't do anything last year. Sterling Sharp, he's a little older Sterling now. Shepard. Shepard. He's Shepard. Sterling, Sh- yeah. Sterling Sharp. Sterling yeah. Shepard hasn't, you know, done anything the past year and a half. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? I thought he was pretty good. Darius Slayton, he's an eagle killer. He always has a great game against the Eagles. Always. You know, but you know, then after that, man, I don't I don't see anything else after that. That offensive line, they they kind of they reassured the guys on the outside. Evan Neal, the best tackle in the draft. Um, Andrew Thomas, he was from Georgia, their first rounder from two years ago. He can play. I don't know these three guys on the inside. We'll see. So, but I mean. I like Leonard Williams, USC, very a dominant player, can be. Dexter Lawrence, a dominant player from Clemson, he can play. But after that, you know, it's, it's, it's Kayvon Thibodeau. Can the young boy go out there and play? We'll see. You know, he shows a lot, but, you know, he'd be going against big um, – he'd be going against the big guy on the left side, you know. Um, why do I keep forgetting his name? Mylotta. Mylotta. He'd be yeah. going against Mylotta. I'll put my lot. I'll take my money with my lot. I think my lot is going to show him a little bit. Introduce him to the NFL. Hmm. I believe in him. But you know, that, 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 I, I got to say, kudos. That was a that was an awesome breakdown of the NFC. Can't no, break I'm it down. Can't break take it down. A take, take a bow, dude. That was impressive. <laughs> I'm serious, man. No, no. Yeah, I, that was awesome. Go ahead, Gunner. Um, I'll start from the bottom up since you forced me to be the tiebreaker now. <laughs> uh, um. Giants, uh, Dabo is going to get that team right. It's going to take a couple of years. They're not yeah. there yet. Yep. They still have to figure out the quarterback situation. And they do have a wealth of pass catchers. But if you have the QB to get them the ball, how ineffective are they going to be, first and foremost? And I don't love their line. I don't love them. Uh, lo- Rob, I love what you said uh, because I was thinking the same thing as we were breaking down the other divisions in the NFC. I think Washington is similar to New Orleans and Minnesota. <clears throat> If things go right, they could finish number two in a division, which means the Eagles or the Cowboys are going to finish third mm-hmm. instead of second. Um, I, if, if Carson Wentz is head on straight, Carson Wentz should be ultra, ultra motivated this season. Yes. Considering how the last two seasons of his NFL career, he has left an embarrassing and hurt and, and a very distasteful taste in the mouths of those who employed him and who played with him. So if Carson is a true man, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and realize this is now on you. There are a lot of people out there waiting for you to implode, that you are a bust, that your best year was 2017, and it's all downhill from here. So you're going to have to prove a lot of people wrong. So you step into a situation where you have three good pass catchers now, not just one or two, but you have three. Correction, four good pass catchers, because people keep forgetting about Cam Sims. 
Cam Sims is a good young wide receiver. Yes, he is. He's overshadowed. Yeah, he's overshadowed by a first-round pick and two other proven vets, one of which just got three years, $71 million. And Terry McLaurin is on a a mission to be a a pro bowler. He's never been a pro bowler now, and that's what he wants next after getting his money is to be named to the pro bowl. So Terry McLaurin's on a mission. Um, I love the running back combination of Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick. Um, uh, Their physical team, the offensive line, you, you lose a Brandon Scherf, you just don't replace him like that. So they're going to have to find out who's going to replace Brandon Scherf on that offensive line. The defense, Barrett's right. Um, that The front rotation on that defensive line is a monster. I think their best linebacker is David Mayo. I like him better than I like any of their linebackers. And He's outside, yeah, yeah. And, and outside yeah. of Kendall Fuller, the secondary is just okay. You know, so I think Washington, if they stay healthy, Chase Young being back is a game changer for that defense. If he can stay healthy, he's coming off what that ACL tear. Yeah. If he can stay healthy, he is a game changer on that defense. Which brings us to the tiebreaker now: the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. And Barrett, you broke it down very eloquently. I agree with everything that you've said, but for me, it comes down to two people: the quarterbacks. And where experience is concerned, Dak Prescott just has a little bit more experience. Dak Prescott has been a good regular season quarterback in a flop in the playoffs. You know, he can't win a bit, can't win a game in the playoffs. Um, Jalen Hurts has a long way to go. Will 2022 be his year? It remains to be seen. So, basic my opinion on as we sit here today, I give the Cowboys a slight edge just based on the experience of that quarterback position, especially coming out of the gate. Uh, Amari Cooper is a big loss for the pass-catching crew. But, I, but, but Barrett, you heard me say it many times when we worked together on Quick Slants on NBC. I've always been a huge Michael Gallup fan, and Michael Gallup has always been overshadowed by somebody else since he's been with the Cowboys. Now, since they brought him back for decent money, it's his time to shine. When is he going to get on the football field? That remains to be seen with that ACL tear. But when he comes back, I love that kid they have. Was it um, that the wide receiver, the backup Noah? What the heck is his name? A good young receiver. Uh, the Cowboys have. Um, uh, yeah, can't yeah, think yeah, of Noah. his name. Uh, um, that kid can go up and get some balls, you know. And, and I love the way he plays. Let me see if I can pull him up here. Really I got, quick. I go ahead, Derek. Keep being your there. He is Noah I'll Brown. Brown. Noah yeah, Brown. Brown. There Brown. he is. Yeah. Yep. I love this kid. James Washington is a decent receiver. These are guys that got overshadowed. Uh, by Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb last year. Now it's their time to shine. Dalton Schultz, I love him as a tight end. I think he's a physical he's tight end. He's very good. He's very he's good. a good blocker. He's a good Came pass catcher. Last year. Yes, yeah. he did, and he got paid. They brought him yep. back and paid him. Yep. So I think just based on that quarterback, which is such an iffy position, um, I think Dak Prescott is going to get this team over the hump in the regular season. I expect him to flop in the playoffs. So I'm going Dallas. Eagles, one game behind Dallas, Washington, then the Giants. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, look, I, and again, you, you know, when I say that could go either way, it could really tip either way. They could have the same yep. record. Yep. Uh, yeah. lot, it's going to be close, but I definitely think Dallas is, is had, took a step back and the Eagles took a step forward. You close that gap, which, you know, if you, if you look at last year, and again, talking about different teams, I get it. But if you look at the way that both these two two teams finished last year, Dallas was three games better. So yeah. I think that margin's closed and, and, yeah. and they yeah. toss up. So anyway, it's going to be a highly entertaining division. It really is. is. Another major concern I have is 
what Mike McCarthy could do to that team down there in Dallas, Jonathan Gannon could do the same thing to this Eagles defense here. I, I applaud the Eagles defense for the moves they made to get better. I agree 100%. I think they're better on paper. Mm-hmm. Now I see how the coordinator – I need to see how the coordinator is going to implement this talent that he has, this talent he didn't have last year. How is he going to utilize their assets, you know, from Hassan Reddick to Nicobe Dean? How are you going to get them involved on a regular basis to be that disruptive force we're all salivating about talking about we expect to see from this defense, especially with those guys running free when you got those hogs in the middle they can hide behind? Yeah. You know, so because I, I have just as much uncertainty about Jonathan Gannon as I do Mike McCarthy, man, I, I just fair enough. I just don't know. Don't fair know. enough. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. It's not like the Eagles aren't, aren't without their own question marks, yeah. namely a quarterback, yeah. too. But, top but, of guys, but yeah. guys, 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 the reason why <laughs> Dak is as, as, I, as when Barrett goes into this mode where he's like grabbing the scalp, we're right, in trouble. We're in trouble. Returned. You guys aren't looking at. I, they only have, was it three? No, two fourths of that. I mean, two fifths of that that offensive line that they had last right, year. Right. I mean, it, you know, two guys that were were, were starters for him, and that's Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. Well, Tyler Be- Beardad started for him also last year. I, but I, like, but I he said, got hurt. He sucks. He sucks. I don't know. Well, you 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 study offensive line play better than I do, so. Well, I it, watched. I watched that kid play at Wisconsin. He was a mauler at Wisconsin. Um, a, well, yeah, he's a mauler in the run game. Yeah, but the pass game, he's a liability. Okay, he's a he's a straight okay. liability. He can't move his feet. He can move his feet. He run blocks very very well. He comes up on run blocks very well. But then you got Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele got his lunch given to him just about every game. Yeah. Tyron Smith, he can't move anymore. So it, it's just hard for me to think that you know that. Dak is going to put up the same numbers or even close to the number he's been putting up because he's not going to have that convenience of being able to run the ball number one and then go to play action pass. He is not a drop back quarterback. He is a play action quarterback, which is kind of like I'm, I'm I said what I, I want Jalen Hurts to be. I want Jalen Hurts to come in and and, and kind of look at the same offense and, and we do the same thing with a dominant run game like we have. Instead of going out there and trying to drop back pass, use play action. When you use play action, that means guys are coming off the ball, they're being aggressive. So you'll have a natural barrier between, um, you know, him stepping up because those guys are being firm at the point of attack. But you also, when you do that, you make a solid protection. So now a tight end stays in and a running back stays in. I think our receivers are now good enough that you can send a two-man route out there and they could win. Yep. So that's why I say if you yep. can do that, and that's that's exactly how Dallas did it for for Dak Prescott. They were able to run that solid offense, solid we call it solid protection, where they um, they showed that they were running the ball. They came off, they were aggressive, which allowed him then to have those long development routes with Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb, and it was Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup when his um his freshman year to develop down the field, and that's where they had most of their success. Zeke was toting the rock. I just can't see him doing that anymore. I mean, he won't. Have, he's going to be running for his life. I promise, he's going to be running for his life. But as we sit here right now, there are too many gray area words to me surrounding Jalen Hurts. Hopefully, yes. maybe, what yeah. if? Yep. We think he can. We hope he can. He should be. He should be. <laughs> there's too hard. many words. We all know that. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's too many. There's too yeah, many yeah. gray area words surrounding him now. The the, the bad word. Intangibles. Yes. Right. Yes. 
and, and it's so, a shame. Like it, it is a shame because when you when you talk about quarterbacks, everybody wants it's he sucks. He's great. It, he's the answer. He's not. It, it, there's there is. It's okay to be a little bit in between. I think when especially yes. in this situation yep. with this guy. And when yeah. you go in in between, that's not always great. You know, but, but yeah, but that's it though. I mean, I, how many times do we go into a season where we'll pick the average quarterback and win in the Super Bowl? You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. that's what's been happening the past couple of years. The average quarterback, you know, um, well, not yeah, excluding Mahomes, Brady. Yeah. yeah, excluding Brady. You know what I'm saying? Excluding um, um, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Mahomes also. But it, you know, mediocre quarterbacks have been winning. Well, um, how would you categorize Stafford? I I would say I put him certainly above mediocre. I, I would say good. Yeah, uh, he's good a good quarterback. Yeah. Not great. He was yeah. in a he was in a bad situation Set his first ten time. years. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He had the worst of worst. Even though they were picking first um, in the draft for so long, they just now starting to get the framework of of being solid. You know, they started with the offensive line. It seems when you start with the offensive line first, things tend to accelerate for you. As you get better, well, you know and, yeah, and you're right. And to his credit, the, the year he gets freed, he wins it. Now uh, he had a lot of help, man. He a lot, a of lot, help. the a best lot of receiver help. in the league, right? And, and and a coach that's really good, and a defense that's really good. It wasn't just him, but he made some clutch throws in big spots. Yep. You know, see, I, I know it's a, a controlled environment, and I never, and like I tell you guys all the time, I don't get too hyped about OTAs, mini camps, no. and even training camp because it's controlled. But when I asked a few people back in late May about where Jalen Hurts was in his progress, one person said, let me just give you a scenario of what he went through one day of practice. It was a 10-play scenario. He had three picks, four incompletions, and and, and three sacks. That was his 10-play series, okay? Other than that, it was was a great 10 plays. And I followed up with, so what are you thinking? And the answer was, direct answer was, He's got a ways to go. Mm. And that's not very encouraging when you hear all this offseason news. He's worked with this quarterback guru. You know, he's working on his mechanics. He has a second year in Nick well, Sirianni's OTAs playbook. when you heard that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is OTAs. I, I, See, hate that, I hate that you told me that, Gunner, and I yes. didn't want to believe it. And you just said it verbatim, so that means yes. you're not lying to me. Yes. <laughs> so you heard the same thing. Yes, I did. See, yes, okay, did. so – so you know what I'm talking about. So, and, I, and I've said this on record many times. I first and foremost want to see Jalen Hurts succeed because of all the negativism out there surrounding him right now. He sucks. You hear more that he sucks than he's the quarterback. Yep. The answer. And because of how this young man carries himself, I want to see him succeed because of that. I do too. But when hey, I get he, the breakdown, yeah. when I get this breakdown on him, and I'm like, if he's doing this in a controlled environment, What's he going to do when he's got to make decisions in a fraction of a second? Yeah. Because he's not going to play much in the preseason. You can forget that. Not at all. You know, I'm with you. I had this internal struggle because you want this guy to succeed if he's on your team. He's that kind of human being. He's that kind of person. Yes. You're right. I want want him to, too. Yeah. But but you see, Bear starts smirking. See, you see, Bear starts smirking because as soon as I said it. This is a J-Lo butt. He knows you know, what I'm talking, talking about. about. <laughs> yeah, this, so, is a, this is a big butt. This is a hey, this is a big butt. This is with Sir, this this is Sir Mix-a-Lot that we're talking yeah. about. This is a you know for my old school people a, a Bertha yeah. butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a big butt with this quarterback man. Well, you know and, what? And, this this organization is not very comfortable right now but, with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but 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 but. 
Now, there's but, a lot of time between now and training camp and the regular season, so he uh, still has time. But as of right now, the results have been iffy. I, yeah. on his and side. I think, yeah, you know, the, the, the other big part of this is going to be, can he – can he get you nine, 10 wins with this, with a, an easy schedule? He showed you last year. He, he did it play. last year. Yeah. But when you get to the playoffs or you're playing the, the you know, the, the big boys, what does this look like? Yeah. That's really, that's yeah. what we're going to, that's the proof in the pudding. As no far question. As I'm, no and question about it. I'm not writing them off. I'm just saying, I don't know. And that's why I can't fully commit to the Eagles yet as the division winners. Barrett. I, and I get everything you laid out was compelling, but that's the only reason I can't quite get there. But I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna say this, you know, and I have to, I have to start off the same. But, but let me say this though: the coaching staff has just as much to do with his success yes. as Jalen Hurts. That's fair. Yes. Will they come in? I mean, I, I wish I could sit down and just talk to him about what I think. But you know, it doesn't matter what I think. I'm not the coach. I don't, you know, know what's going on in the day to day stuff. I mean, but I know and I've seen positive results in running the office. You know, everybody thinks, you know, Big Ben started out as Big Ben. No, Big Ben started out as Ben Roethlisberger, who's doing exactly as he did the exact same thing that I just laid out. Yeah. We ran play action. We had, you know, Jerome Bettis and we ran, we ran, um, you know, play action because it's a solid protection, gave him all the time in the world he needed to push the ball down the field. You had guys that can get over small receivers and, you know, Antoine, Randall L, you know, yeah. Cedric Wilson, these little bitty receivers running around there. Then you had a guy that would keep the sticks moving with uh, with Hines Ward. I mean, that's what our offense was built on because that was the only way that we could give him enough time to push the ball down the field that we wanted to. It wasn't a lot of drop back passes. You got to run play action. You got to run boot protection, waggle protection. Waggle protection is just like you running, uh, you know, is, is, is where – it's run action in the front. They pull the backside guard out, and then they roll out the backside guard and the quarterback out. And he's like a he's like a you know a, he's a he's a blocker out in front of him as he's around there, just in case somebody breaks free, mm-hmm. and that allow him to push the ball down the field. We ran a lot of bunch protection. I mean, um, bunch formations where they were close to the the offensive line, just in case they want the blitz. You know, one of those guys would come in and block. You know, when they saw the blitz happening, you have to help these young guys. As, 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 as quarterback, because if you don't help a quarterback when they're young, they become gunshot. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like, who, who would you say? Um, the, the other car, the older car. Yeah. Uh, David. David Carr got his head kicked in. Yep. Yeah. And he oh, was yeah. forever damaged by that. Forever yep. damaged. You don't want, you don't want this young quarterback. You don't want Hurts being in the same position. So you're going to have to protect him from himself. You're going to have yep. to make sure that you protect him, protect him with protections and allow him then to use that um, use that arm, you know, in a way in which he has time to read things a little slower than the average quarterback. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Good. Uh, good. That was fun doing the divisions there. Good. All right. When we come back, uh, we're going to give you a little over, under, and we're going to look at the two most difficult stretches for the Eagles this upcoming season. There's two stretches in particular that we're going to dive into when we get back. Don't go anywhere. A little later in the show. Uh, I dug up a, a very interesting um, established, I will put it that way, and as opposed to born on this day that you guys will enjoy that I didn't even share with you during the pre-show meeting. I got a little surprise for you. So we'll okay. do that in addition to a couple birthdays a little bit later and some other stuff, some sub for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we're going to do yeah. running backs and uh, over-unders 
when we get back and tough stretches for the defense. All kinds of stuff in store for you. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in. Hour number three of the show. Well out there. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Rob Ellis, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn will be joining us momentarily. Gunner, slacking, man. What's going on? You checking on He's got to be – hold on. Leave with the headsets on. I'm talking to hey, him. Hey, look, you man. checking on the deck? What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm checking on the deck. But more importantly, my wife texted me right before we went to commercial break and said, hey, can you come help me with the groceries? <laughs> so I had to make a business decision. I said, show – why feed you? Show. Why feed you? I made a business decision. This woman takes care of me, so I had to go. 
Especially because it, it was no, I, I, I might have drove down to help you with that, bro. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Like it. Like it. Barry uh, knows how my wife cooks. I, mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. All right. So we were uh, we were planning on doing this, I guess it was yesterday, and we never got to it. Um, so we kind of rolled it over to today. And we're going to dig into uh, our favorite running backs present day. Again, this is not all time. This is now. Guys who are still playing in the NFL. And, uh, you know, a devalued position, I think, an underappreciated position. With with the exception of a few, if running back doesn't get the love anymore. That It used to be a glamour position in the NFL. And it's really, sadly, kind of become an afterthought. I don't like that necessarily, but it's just the reality of the situation that we're in. So I'll let you guys get first crack. You want to you wanna throw your five? You want to go any random order? You want to rank them? Derek, how do you want to do it, man? This is this is this one was well, your your baby. That's your baby. Go I, ahead, I, Are you gonna make me go first? I, I'm not gonna go any particular order. And right. you know, we all have different styles of running backs that we like. When I played, I was like slash and dash. I like make people miss. <clears throat> you know, some people like the power backs, like the John Riggins and you know Earl Campbell's and Derek Henry's. Um, so for my list, my favorite five running backs. I'm old enough to have watched. Gail Sayers played. Yes, I am. And Barry Sanders as well. So I'm going along that line. Now, my first back, and again, no particular order, but one back I really want to see bounce back, except when he plays against the Eagles, is Saquon Barkley. I love the way he runs. He's not just a power runner. He can also put you on his highlight reel by making you miss because he puts his foot in the ground and changes directions, and all of a sudden he's gone. You will not catch him from behind. Uh, Last year was an off year because the year before he was coming off that devastating knee injury. I can remember um, a few years ago when Malcolm Jenkins told me, Mal- I still see the play. Malcolm Jenkins was trying to square up on him along the sideline inside the 10 yard line. Mm-hmm. And he bounced off Malcolm Jenkins like he wasn't even there. You know, Malcolm Jenkins was a sure tackler. Yeah. And I asked Malcolm after the game, I said, man, um, how difficult is it trying to tackle Saquon? He said, his thighs are so big, you can't wrap up on this guy. Derek, and- can I jump in on that for a minute? Yeah. I-, yeah. I was at the combine the year that he came out of uh, Penn State when he was going to be draft eligible and we're standing at the podium I'm, I'm literally it was it was like a it was mayhem getting around him he was the most like popular guy that year yeah i'm standing yeah. right next to him and i've been in a ton of locker rooms i have never ever ever seen thighs like this dude like legs literally are tree trunks like offensive lineman barrett had smaller legs than this cat yeah. oh yeah he has the biggest legs i have and the most like like shredded ripped up muscles just yeah. I, I, I ever see it like it man I, like I, it's 10 of me is one of his legs anyway it's like just, it'll just be no, like Barry Sanders is dude, the same oh way. I'm, I'm telling you just built yeah. differently even in that league where everybody's built different I saw him too I did a game I did a um I did a game with Todd Blackledge up in uh up in uh Happy Valley yeah and insane. we went in to interview him and as we're interviewing him he said um now yeah um what's his name um Todd had a had a you know a workout on his phone. He said, "Hey, is this you do squatting seven hundred pounds?" And he showed him that. He said, "Yeah." He said, uh, "I broke that." Uh, he said, "I broke that two weeks ago." He said, "This is during the season." Yeah, I broke that two two weeks ago. He had like seven fifty, seven eighty on a bar. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, his his, his legs bigger than tree trunks. Yeah, I'm, sorry, Derek. I just had the, to the, the the only running backs legs who I've seen who are bigger when I'm standing in the locker room was Earl Campbell. Oh, Earl wow. Campbell had. Earl Campbell had thigh pads that were bigger than two dinner plates put together. 
I've never seen I've never <laughs> seen thighs like this in my life, and no wonder he would freight train people. You couldn't wrap up on Earl Campbell when he lowered his shoulder. You know, you might as well just make the visit to the doctor now. You know, because yeah. you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna find out what planet you're on yeah. if you try that's to square. That's a business up. decision. Okay. No, thank that's you. a business decision. You know, yeah. that's why a lot of guys were digging for earthworms when you try to tackle Earl Campbell because <laughs> you're not meeting it. They always tell you as a kid, you know, when you tackle, put your helmet right in the numbers. Man, you must be out of your mind trying to put your numbers in Earl Campbell's uh, numbers, man. You know, yeah, no, get your you. face broken. But another running back from my slash and dash category is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is is unbelievable. You know, the way he hits the hole. He had over 1,200 yards last year, nine touchdowns. He's as lethal catching the ball out of the backfield as he is running it. He didn't have 1,000 yards last year, but he was just as effective. When he gets an open space, it's lights out. You know, yeah. he's just that good. Next, I'm going to go – I hate to say this because my brother is a fan of this team, but luckily he's working right now, so I will <laughs> never admit this publicly. But I was a big Dalvin Cook fan when he was at Florida State. My two favorite college teams in football were Wisconsin and Florida State. I don't know why Florida State, but ever since the early uh, Bobby Bowden back in the early '80s, I was always a big. So you know, look at all the, the running backs they had coming up. Oh, they turned Dalvin a lot. Cook. Yeah. Dalvin Cook is an electric running back, and man, you know what? He just he just frustrates defenses because you can't square up on him. He's so small and so mm-hmm. shifty. I'm going Christian McCaffrey. He may, he only played seven. He's only played ten games over the last two years, you know, because wow. of injuries, but. Do I have to do I have to tell you what this kid does when he gets the ball in open space? When he catches the ball out of the backfield, yeah. they line him up in the slot as much as they run him out of the backfield because mm-hmm. he's such a nightmare trying to match up, you know. And in in his numbers, when he's healthy, he's incredible. He hasn't had a thousand yard season since rushing since uh, 2019, 2021. He was banged up pretty good, um, but I think now that you have Baker Mayfield back there. If you can keep Christian McCaffrey healthy, I'm not going to say he's going to be a pro bowler, but I think he's going to get back to that top-notch form. And my other back, because I had a chance to watch this kid for so many years at Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is just a home run hitter every time he touches the football. He led the NFL in rushing last year. He had 18 rushing touchdowns. He had 40 additional catches for 360 yards and two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, you know, he took him a little while when he got to the NFL to get his feet under him. But, man, did he take off last year behind that Colts offensive line. And so those are my five slash and dash type running backs. Uh, good list, man. Yeah. Good list. I, I I like that a lot. Barry, you want to go next? Yeah, man, but I, I got to redo my list now that I've, I've you know, <laughs> you took everybody from my daggone list, man. No, I, did I? I? Yeah, yeah, man. Listen, I gonna... uh, we're repeating here because I'm not, I, I'm repeating some of the ones Derek laid out. So, All right, well, I, I got another one. I'm, I got some more I'm going to put on there. This is what I'm going right. to do. I, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, number one. Uh, of course, I got to go with Alvin Kamara because just like, you know, just like Derek, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that I like all-purpose back. He likes slashing yeah. back. I like all-purpose back. Backs that you can be in. First, all the way to fourth down, you know. Yeah. Some guys are just big guys going to ground a pound. You just play them on first and second down. Then you got the slash backs, you know, you just play on third down. And then you have the hard-nosed backs that you bring back in the big guy uh, on fourth and one or third and one. But I'm an all-purpose guy type of um, guy. So I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara, number one. Yeah, You'd be hard off to try to find a guy with elite speed, um, elite moves, when, you know, when he does have the ball and elite route running when he's out there trying to catch the ball, you know, yeah. Texas routes, all that stuff. He could do every single route and you put him out there. Next, I'll go with a guy that nobody really talks about because he's on that West Coast. He's on the left coast. I'm going Austin Eckler. 
Yes. A great yes. multi-purpose back. Does everything well. Running between the tackles. Can take it outside. Great hands. He He's the one that really gets that offense of Herbert's going. It, because of him, they can run just about anything they want to run because he can do everything. He can block in the backfield. He can uh, he can run in between the tackles. He catches out of the backfield. He's their goal linebacker also. He does everything well, so I like him. Then I'm going to go Dalvin Cook because yeah, he he's so explosive. Every time he touches the ball, you run a gap play or, or man schemes. Man schemes are like powers and – and stretch plays where you block the um you block the tackle down and pull the guard around or tight end down tackle around. He's great at running those stretch plays where you're trying to find a hole and he one step cuts and gets up into the hole. Then I'm gonna go Jonathan Taylor, yeah, who's just a great all around back. Period. You know, um, yes, he had a great offensive line, but he had speed to break those yes. plays. Yes. You know, once he got to the second level, he was big enough that you made a business decision to buy a little DB or whether he's going to go high or low on him. But then he had enough that if you had any indecision, he was going to take it to the house. And that's how good, you know, Dalvin Cook was. And, uh, you know, as far as, you know, him being a big play guy. Um, wow. Jonathan Taylor. I'm, I'm going to go Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. You mean if he if he's healthy last year, he wasn't healthy. But when he's healthy, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody with that skill set. Mm-hmm. I thought that um I still think that he would have had an even better year than Zeke had his first year because he mm-hmm. can do everything well. Everything well. But I got you know, I gotta go, I gotta deviate from my list a little bit because I gotta find somebody, you know, that I mean that I mean he nobody really talked about because he was hurt last year. But J.K. Dobbins yes. is a force. Yes. J.K. Yes. Dobbins is 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 an explosive running back. He plays well in that scheme because you have to read that um, you have to read the quarterback, and by the time you read that quarterback, he hands off to uh, J.K. Dobbins, and next thing you know, that Ohio State, you look into the back his um, back his his jersey because he's so quick and explosive. So I'm put I'm gonna yeah. put J.K. Dobbins in there also. You're muted. You're muted. All right, the dog was barking. My, my oh, Robert <laughs> muted. Finally, finally, my streak is broken. Um, he, she was though. Uh, so, I'm surprised you guys both had Barkley, and I, I, I mean that in a good way. I'm not. That's not a knock. Right. I'm, right, I, right. I just, it's been such a rough couple of years for him with injuries. I look, he's a giant, and I loathe the Giants, but for for the the kids' purposes, I want to see him succeed. I want to see him come back because he hasn't looked like the same guy. So I hope he's got it still in him. Um, I don't have them on my list, but I pretty much everybody I'm going to lay out. You guys had, I don't know if either, forgive me. Did either of you guys have Joe Mixon? No. Okay. Mixon's one of the guys that I like to watch because he can also catch the ball. He's a tough running back. I I think he kind of gets lost in the shuffle because, you know, Burrow gets a lot of the, a lot of the love there, but he's a really good running back, man. So he's on my list. Um, I put Kamara on there. Yeah. excuse me for a lot of the same reasons i'm with you guys i like the dual threat man and yep. kamara probably other than i think he's right there with mccaffrey in terms of being the best catching running backs in the league yeah and he affects the game so much and he's such a big piece of that offense that yeah yeah they better hope he's not suspended by the way for that fight that he got into in the casino because that sure. could hurt them early in the year if he gets is he already into. suspended right now isn't he did he get a game <clears throat> I- Kamara, no kamara was already suspended for um i think PEDs, wasn't he <clears throat> 
Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. All right, well, you back. Check on that. Um, uh, Jonathan Taylor is is nasty. Like Jonathan Taylor is kind of an old school bell cow. Just give me carries, man, and I'm going to get better as the game goes on, guy. I, I, I think he's right there as an elite running back right now, as young as he is. Um, and I love to see it. I'd love to see the way that Frank Reich's not afraid to use him, and he will help Matt Ryan in a big way, just like he helped Carson Wentz and like he helped, you know, fill in the blank whomever was in there. Uh, I got to go McCaffrey and yeah, Gunner, you're right. You know, he hasn't played much the last couple of years. And I won, I really do wonder if they're not going to just lighten it a little bit on him, but man, when he's playing in terms of running, he's a home run hitter in so many different ways, catching Mm -hmm. it out of the backfield. He's the ultimate space running back. Uh, I just think the guy is just so good. And he's one of the reasons why Carolina stunk the last two years because he didn't play. Yeah. You know, you talk about like what he could do for Baker Mayfield if he's healthy. Oh, Forget it. Forget it. So that's a, and then I'm going to go Derrick Henry because he's such a fun throwback running back. He is power. He is just wear you down, beat you up where you don't want any parts of physicality by the fourth quarter. Cause this dude is just pounding you to death. I, I think he is the most fun guy, even though he's a power guy, I go Henry number one. So Henry's my guy, McCaffrey, Taylor, Kamara, Nixon. Be my guys. You you mentioned Derrick Henry, and the thing that fascinates me most about him, it was either last season or the season before. He took a handoff at like the one yard line yeah. and out sprinted an, an entire secondary. I've never seen a man that big run that fast. You know, With you know angles. he can run over you, huh? With angles also. With angles, yes. Yeah. They had the angles on and couldn't get him. Mm-hmm. And the one I believe it was one guy got in his face. His stiff arm is second to none in the NFL yeah. right now. Yep. The way he's stiff, I'd rather just miss him on a tackle than to have him put his hand in my chest and stiff arm me and knock me two <laughs> or three yards back on national TV. Yeah, he's because, the kind of – he'll embarrass you there. Yes, <laughs> because, you know, when you do that, Barrett, you know, when you get to the locker room, your team is going to give it to you. When they, You got to look at that on film the next day. Your team is going to give it to you, man. That's the last thing you want is to get freight trained by somebody like that on national TV. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you're uh, right. He does. I mean, he uh, he tried it on Troy Palomalu, though. Oh, did he? <laughs> he tried to step on when he stepped on Troy Palo, yanked that on there, grabbed the arm, and spun him down and tackled him and got up and looked at him like, nah, bro, this is not happening. <laughs> that was when he was still like a rookie or a second year, something like that. Yeah. He was yeah. still learning. He was still learning his power in the NFL. Right, right, I, right. right. I, I, look, I look at the yeah, running Yeah, it back. took him a little while to figure out the NFL, if yeah, you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I look at the back, you know, my type of back slash and dash that I had to leave off the list, and it was tough. Devin Singletary, Buffalo. He's good. Aaron, Aaron Jones, Green Bay. Yep. Miles Sanders. Yep. And David Montgomery in Chicago. But David Montgomery might be the best, outside of Derrick Henry, David Montgomery might be the best tackle-breaking back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get a lot of notoriety because he's playing for that third-world team in Chicago, but <laughs> – um, I, I loved him at Iowa State. He, he oh, was phenomenal in college too. Yeah. The way this he's got that low center of gravity, the way he breaks tackles, you know, he wears the defense out. When he gets ahead of steam, he wears a defense Ooh. out to not be such a big back. So mm-hmm. that, those four were hard to keep off my list. But again, it wasn't the top backs in the league. It was who are your favorite backs to watch? Yeah, I think they're, they're the most fun kind of discussions. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. We're not looking at stats strictly. We're it's just who's no. the guy who appeals to you, man. But, but he yeah. was certainly. Yeah. Good choices. Are you are you were right, Rob. It says uh, per league sources, the Saints 
running back Alvin Kamara is bracing for a suspension of at least six weeks. The only question Woo! is when the suspensions will be in, imposed. The league no, I... prefers to wait to the criminal legal process. It has wow. ended before taking action. Kamara faces felony battery charges with the next hearing set. Wow. Yeah, like who knows how it shakes out, but the, I read a story uh, a week or two ago that the surveillance video is really bad for Kamara. Like he, mm. he he beats this dude down in a casino, and it it doesn't look good. Let me put it to you that way. Now, who knows? Kamara may have a, something else to present. This guy might have started something earlier. I, I don't know. I'm not going to get into all the particulars, but the story I read says it doesn't bode well for Kamara. Mm. Or whatever that's worth. Yeah, it, it makes it so bad. Yeah. It was during uh it was in Vegas during the Pro Bowl weekend. Right. Yes, it was. And, yeah, it, I think it was the night before I want to say the pro he played in the Pro Bowl after that, after it all went down. I think. Um so that'll be that'll be interesting to see what ends up happening there. All right, so let's uh let's do the over-unders here, and then we'll get into the the schedule uh difficulty that they have, the two little stretches that are that are challenging. So the point of this is we're, we're diving into Eagles offensive players and we'll do some over under numbers uh, for them and what it's going to look like this year. All right. So let, let's start with this one because th- we all know what a critical year this is for Miles Sanders guys. And last year he goes for 754 yards. He actually was the yep. second leading rusher. He was behind Jalen Hurts who had 784, uh, but he it was 754 yards. Keep in mind, that's only in 12 games. Okay. Uh, 5.5 average, and as Barrett pointed out, zero donut touchdowns rushing. Ridiculous. Uh, amazing, right? So th- th- this is a hard one to do because he, he he doesn't play a full season. The guy can't stay on the field. So it's hard to project what this is going to look like. Like to me, if he's playing 17 games, he's easily over 1,000 yards. Right, if he's playing right. 17 games, he's in the end zone at least five times probably. So <laughs> – I'm, I'm going to set it. I'm going to set the over under higher, assuming that he's going to play. Okay. I'm only going to assume he misses two games. So I'm going to set the over under for him 950 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. Over or under for Miles Sanders this year? Woo. 950 uh... and four. This man had 137 carries, almost 800 yards on average, five and a half yards a carry last year. Uh, because of his inability in recent years to show that he's durable enough to f- get to the finish line, I'm going to say under in both categories. Um, I think they want to go to a more of a passing game. I don't think you'll get. I don't think you'll get 200 carries this season. Uh, Nick Sirianni is going to like to spread the wealth. He's going to try to be as diversified as possible, giving defenses different look with it looks with a trio of backs and different receivers. Um, I'm going to say he's going to be right around the 800 mark and he might have two rushing touchdowns this season. Okay. Okay. Uh, look fair considering his injury history. That's for sure. Yep. All Um, right. How about you back? I'm going to go with the under on the yardage. Uh, and that's only because, you know, they're, they're going to be more um, diverse on how they give people the ball. They're going to, you know, he won't be the only uh, running back in that stable that's going to uh, be looked towards to, to, to give offensive output. Um, so, and plus the way they're going to, like you said, the way they're going to throw the ball, you know, with yeah. the new weapon and um, and A.J. Brown, Pascal, you know, Smitty stepping up and uh, Dallas Goddard and those guys. So I'm gonna go 
with the under, you know, he'll have right around 900 yards rushing, 8, 850, 900 yards rushing. But then he'll – Okay. Yeah. But then I'll say for touchdowns, I think he's going to be with the over with that. You know, I think he's going to have right around about six or seven touchdowns uh, in his portfolio this year because, I mean, it means something to him this year, number one. This is a contract year, number two. So I think he's going to be with the over there. So, I mean, I mean it, either way, either of those mean very productive, you know, with those numbers right there. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. Um, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under because I don't trust he can play a full 17. I'm going to go under for the reasons you guys stated that I think they're going to throw more uh, in terms of rushing yards. I actually think he finds the end zone more. I, I don't think it's always going to be RPO and, and Jalen Hurts keeping it and scoring 10. 10 feels like a high rushing number for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I think that comes down a little bit. Some of that will go to uh, will go to Sanders. So I think he gets over the touchdowns of four, and I think he's under the 900 mark. I think he's in the 800, which is okay. It yeah. doesn't mean he had a bad year. Right, and and right. I, I think he'll have some receptions too. Um, yes. He didn't catch it a ton last year. I think he had 18 catches. Or no, how many did he have last year? He had 26, I'm sorry, for 158. Uh, so I think I'll have maybe a little bit more on the catching end of it. So that's uh, – I'm going to go – under and over when it comes to uh, to Miles Sanders. Okay. All right. All right. We move on. This is Devontae Smith. Uh, had a really good rookie year last year. There's no question about that. He had 64 catches, 916 yards, five touchdowns. Okay. So we're going to set the bar for him at 75 catches, 1,100 yards. Who seven touchdowns? Whoa, say it again. 75 wow. catches. Wow, 1100 yards, seven touchdowns. Wow, Eagles didn't have a lot of res- they, they, Smith had five, Goddard had four, Greg Ward had three, and nobody had more than that. Uh, in terms of catching touchdowns, you said you said seven touchdowns. Yes. Okay. 1,100 wow. yards, seven touchdowns, 75 catches. I'll let Barrett go first on this one. Barrett? Uh, I, I still think he's, he's, he's going to go with the under as far as catch. I think he'll be right at about 65, 70 catches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with under in yards because I think he'll be right about 900. Like he did this, he had like 913. So you don't think he gets 1,000? Okay. Yeah, so I think it's Smitty, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. I think he has, yeah, I think he has 900, 950 as far as yards receiving, which is absolutely amazing considering the fact he's he's a second receiver, second option. Okay. And I still think, yeah, I think he'll have, um, he'll have seven, he'll have seven touchdowns. He'll have seven touchdowns because they're going to be, they're going to double up on, on AJ Brown. They're going to double, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to try to bracket um, Dallas Goddard. Okay. If he's not running it, you know, he's going to be the primary one-on-one on the back side or even on the front side, and his route running is impeccable. You know, he can create separation right out there all the time. So I think his touchdowns will come up because of that. Okay. Okay. Uh, D. Gun. Um, you didn't pay. You didn't pay AJ Brown to come in here to be a second fiddle to anybody. So he's going to get his looks. I think I'm going under on Devontae Smith and the catches. Under on a, uh, yards, I think he'll be right around 950. And I'm going to say 
the seven touchdowns are a push. Seven touchdowns will be two better than he did last year, and I, I agree with Barrett. I think because they're going to try to take A.J. Brown out as much as possible, it's going to free up Devontae in a uh, number of one-on-one situations. But you're throwing the ball to Dallas Goddard. You're throwing the ball to the back out of the backs out of the backfield. And that includes Gainwell. Um, I, I'm at a push. I'm at a push on the touchdowns with Devontae. Okay. I like that. All right. He's going to go yeah. over touchdowns, guys. Over. And I'm going to tie these in. He's going to go over the touchdowns, and he's going to go over yards because there's going to be a lot more home runs to him this wow. year because of what A.J. Brown's going to open up underneath. He's going to be able to take the top off a little bit more. I know we're all anticipating Quez Watkins as the, the guy who takes the top off. Right. I think Devontae's going to take the top off, even though he's not what you would call a pure burner. I think he's going to catch, right. make some huge plays. I think his yards per catch is going to go up. So I'm going to go over uh, 1,100 yards. I'm going to go over five touchdowns or seven touchdowns. I'm sorry. He's going to get right, get at eight. Uh, and I think it, even though the receptions might be down a little bit, under receptions, over yards, over touchdowns. Over yards. Wow. Yes. Over yes. 1,100. I think I – think wow. my guess is A.J. Brown, for some reason, I, it just feels like – and it doesn't mean he's got a bad year either. He's in the 900s, somewhere around there. Okay. All right. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think no. it's crazy. No, it's not. You're right. Not at all. I mean, it's massive production, though. I, I just say wow. foreshadowed. I foreshadowed the next one. All right, let's get A.J. Brown in here uh, before we get a timeout. So, a, now keep in mind, A.J. Uh, missed time last year. Yep. That, that's always, you know, I, I know some people tried to call it like kind of a down year for him. It really wasn't a down year. No. A.J. Brown just missed time. I mean, really, more than anything else. So, um, if you look at his stats last year, I'm going to base the over-unders off of this. So, A.J. played 13 games last year. They missed four. 869 yards receiving and five touchdowns for a almost a 14-yard per, per catch average for A.J. So let's set, the, uh, let's set the bar at 900. Wait, 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 wait. Um, 13 games, eight, 869 yards, five touchdowns. Average was last year. just under 14. Right, yeah, last yeah, year. 13.8 okay. last right. year. Okay. okay. So um, – Let's go yards at 950. 950 yards. Let's go catches at 85. How many catches did he have last year? 63. Ooh, 63. Okay. And let's go touchdowns. We'll bump it up two to seven. Seven TDs. Okay. Seven TDs. How many yards again? Uh, nine fifty. Nine fifty. Wow. And catches seventy. Seventy. So in his career, real quick, just to, to give you the two previous years, seventy catches in his second year, uh, one thousand seventy-five yards and eleven touchdowns. His rookie year, fifty-two catches, over a thousand yards, Woo. eight touchdowns, and and his by the way, his rookie year. He averaged 20.2 yards per catch. Right. Jeez. <laughs> I yeah. remember that. Yeah. He had a monster rookie year. Um, okay, so that catch is over a thousand yards. Wow. Yeah, that's a big time yards per catch. 20.2 yards per catch. He had a 91 yarder in there that year. I don't remember that one. The 91. I don't either. Yarder. I don't either. But that he did. So um, all right, so there we are. So uh Barrett, you, you got AJ first. Uh which AJ, I think he's going to have 70 catches, probably okay. 75. Catches. So I'm going to go with the over with catches. Over catches. I think he's going to have 1,000 yards. 
over, over yards. Over, over a thousand okay. yards. I'm gonna go with the okay. over. Okay. And uh I, I think he has seven catches. I mean seven T D catches. So you're over, over, over. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or I said you're you're pushing. You're pushing on on uh touchdown catches. Over over push. Yeah, over okay. push, yeah. All right, Gunner. Okay, how many catches did you set the over under at for this? Seventy five. Oh, 75. I thought you said eighty five. Okay. Seventy five. Seventy five. I'm going yards. I'm going over across the board, and especially in the red zone. I think he's going to be a primary target in the red zone because he's so physical that I think he could have. I think he could have as many as ten TD catches this year for this team. Ten. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go over across the board. All right. Interesting. All right. I like it. Um, I'm going to go slight under yards. Ooh. Slight. I think okay. he's like in, in the nine twenties. I'm going to go. Over catches, push on the touchdowns. I'm going to push the touchdowns. Yeah, I'm with wow. that. I'm pushing on the touchdowns. By the way, if, if they're anywhere near these numbers, you have yeah. you have the arguably the most killer one-two in football. No question. With, with the, both of those two guys. But you it, also have a $40 million quarterback if they, this happens also. True. true. Yeah, if those <laughs> two are true. putting up that kinds of numbers, his numbers right. are going to be ridiculous. There you go. We're not even mentioning Goddard. Yeah, and, yeah. And what no, that's no. going to look like, right, too, right, on right. top of it. And, you know, Quez Watkins, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty interesting. All right, let, we're a little bit late. Let's get, a let's get a quick one here, and we'll come back. We'll hit a couple other things. We didn't even get – you know, let, let's hold the schedule. We'll hold that for Monday. You guys want to do that? We'll hold the – That's uh, cool. Yeah. How yeah. stretches the schedule uh, for Monday. We come back. Uh, there was some history made by the Vegas Raiders. There are semifinalists that have been selected for the – or at least that are up for the Pro Football Hall of Fame semifinalist with some very interesting ties to uh, Philadelphia and Barrett as well, uh, directly. Uh, pretty good on this date that happened, and a couple birthdays I'll throw your way when we come back and put a wrap on this thing. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze. And the Oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, got fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Final segment of the show. Thanks for hanging with us today. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, D Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. All right, so guys, um, I'd like to give you the birthdays, which we'll get into in a second. And I know there's a very special one that occurred on July 8th, which we'll get to in a second. But this one I thought was was pretty cool. And I thought you guys would uh would particularly in enjoy this one. So do you know what occurred? Uh, on this date in 1933, Barrett was born. Barrett was was <laughs> he was a year from being born. It wasn't quite what Barrett wasn't here yet. Oh, okay. 1933. Wow, I couldn't even begin to imagine. 89 years ago. Wow. The, Phil- the Philadelphia Eagles were established. No kid. Wow. 33. Okay. I thought it was 30. 33. There you go. There you go. Wow. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, right? And then they were the Steagles for how many years during the uh, World War? I think it was I think it was 43 they were the Steagles. They combined with Pittsburgh during the Wow. Yeah, how about that, huh? Was that during the Great Depression or something like that? That was, I think it was during World War II. I'm pretty sure it was during World War II that they combined with the Steagles. Yes, it was World War II. There wasn't enough men there wasn't enough people to be able to no yeah right 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 it was yeah williams right yeah frankfurt yellow jackets became the eagles Um, yeah so that was that was pretty cool it was uh it was a quite a while ago but yes you see john dickerson said d gun was legally able to drink in 1833 (laughs) cold blooded that's not right that's how you want to end it right i know that's how they do you on a friday man this is wow That is not cool. All right. Before I get to the celebrities that were born on this day, I know there was a very special young lady who came into the world one year ago, Derek. Is that correct? One year ago today, my granddaughter, Ariana Jade Massey, was born. She was born three weeks early, um, and she was hooked up to tubes for a while. You know, she had a little fluid in her lungs. And, you know, she's in an incubator and all that stuff for like the first seven, eight days of her life. And it was emotional time for my daughter and my son-in-law, for all of us, really, Um, you know, because we knew she was going to be okay. But just to see that we couldn't hold her much because she was in that incubator. Um, And and I told my daughter not too long ago, you should have named her Joy, because when you look at her today, she is the easiest baby to take care of. She's always laughing. She and she's not that's favorite. When all the women hold her, she wants to come to me. So that makes it even more special. I, you I, know, 
Huh. Embarrassed saw it firsthand. He got to see it firsthand, oh, so he can't deny it. He I, can't I, deny it. I can't. I, I'm telling you, bro. I'm talking about her face lights up when she sees this man. I'll be, wow. I'll be yeah. mad. She only got two more years, and then yeah. I'll be able. To oh no! <laughs> uh, to corrupt her. And we get to babysit her overnight tonight because my my daughter and son-in-law are both RN, so they have to work shifts tonight. So we get to babysit her overnight tonight. She'll be here about five that's o'clock great. today. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There you go, man. That's awesome. What's up, man? Huh? I, 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 I can't get to know you, your granddaughter. No, I'm doing everything in my power to keep that little duck. But I will say this right now. She will run these boys ragged. She already tells them what to do. We don't know what she's saying, but she tells the boys what to do already. And the funny thing is today she took her, this morning she took her first steps without holding on to anything. Okay. Now what's weird is my get oldest daughter. the gates daughter, up, man. Yeah. With my, now what's weird is my oldest daughter took her first steps without holding on when she turned one year old, exactly when she turned one year old. And okay. now her daughter does the same thing. That's like weird. Like daughter. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Yeah. Oh. Very cool. That's good, man. Good. I enjoy Gunner. Have fun with that. Um, all right. So a couple other noteworthy birthdays uh, on this date, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon, oh. uh, Philadelphia's own. Yeah. People may not know that, but Kevin Bacon, uh, his father was the city controller, Edmund Bacon. I think it was his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, way back in the day. So, yeah, he's 64 today. Uh, 64. Wow. I, you talk about a body of work, man. And he's been around a long time, yeah. Kevin yeah. Bacon. Well, so, always been uh, known for Footloose. Always. He, he tells a very funny story. Yeah. So he's always nervous about going to weddings. You know why? No. Because when he goes, yeah, he tries to – he doesn't want it to make it about him. It's about the right. bride and the groom. And he's, he's at his table like, okay, you know, whatever, <laughs> doing his thing. He says what always happens is the DJ is tr- is you know trying to be a funny guy, right? So the DJ starts playing Footloose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says so, w- w- and this is how it happens. So like his wife, who's who's uh, Kira Sedgwick, who's an actress as well. Yeah. She will because Kevin's always laying low. She drags him out to the dance floor. So as soon as they go out there, it'll be like a different song will be playing, and then the DJ gets wind like, all right, he's out there. And he's and the next song up is Footloose. So what happens is Kevin Bacon's like, here we go. So the whole wedding party surrounds him, and they all start clapping like, "Come on, dude, you got to start doing a Footloose dance." And Kevin Bacon's like, oh, "I'm in my sixties now, man. Yeah, I can't like, move I like this. I'm just trying to enjoy the wedding and get out of here. Oh, all right? That's all I'm trying to do." So wow. what his his move is as soon as he gets to the reception. He'll give the DJ like a 50 and be like, hey, dude, here's the deal. You don't play Footloose. Man. All right. <laughs> Are we on the same page? Like that's, he, but he says if he ever forgets it, no matter what the DJ does, it just to like stick it to him every time he goes up. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Hey, back in the day though, I don't know who worried. I don't know who his choreographer was. He could dance back in the day. Right, yeah. No, right, he, right, he pulled right. it off. He did. Think yeah. about how, think about how many people were doing those moves he did at, at the end of the movie when they were dancing and they're doing the, uh, the Congo line dancing, you know, the guy, yep. and the girl. I was like, man, Kevin Bacon got some moves here. Yeah. And you could yeah, tell so, it wasn't a stunt double. No, right, it was right, totally. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. He was, and he's a, he's a pretty funny guy, you know, away from the camera. Um, so anyway, uh, Kevin Bacon, Jaden Smith, who is the son of Will and, oh, and yeah. Jada, is 23 today. He's 20. I can't believe he's already 23. Jeez. So he, they, yeah, he was great, by the way, as. As Will's son in Happiness, yes, 
Oh, he was. He was. Awesome. Yes, he that was, was him. Yes. I like yes. that movie. That, that that movie that they said flop, but I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, the one where that he, space um, movie, the space movie, his son. You know, yeah. I, I enjoyed that movie. I liked that movie. I did a lot, too. Man. I didn't see that didn't one. Too. Okay. Okay. That's a real good check movie. Check that out. Man. Yeah. It was a good so, movie. So, Jaden Smith, Milo Ventimiglia, who was uh, played the dad in This Is Us. If you guys have ever seen that, the movie, the uh. It just came to an end on on NBC. This is us, the the TV show. It was very good. No, I have it not was very that. good. He, I, know was, he also, I know this about. Yeah, yeah. He he also played in in all roads lead to this. He in Rocky Balboa. He played Rocky's <laughs> son, Rocky Robert. He he went by Robert because he didn't want to be known as Rocky Junior. But that he played it. He looks like Stallone. If you guys have ever seen him when Stallone was younger. They have a very similar face. What's his yeah. name? Milo. Yep. Mentaviglia. Doesn't he, had, he look he like had dark Stallone? Hair. Yeah, he does. Black he hair. He had dark hair. Yeah. He, and he kind of talks out the side of his mouth a little bit like Stallone does. If, you, if right, you've right, ever right, seen right, it. Right, yep. right. So anyway, uh, there, there, there's not a whole lot today, guys, in terms of the uh, bro, bro. At the end of the day, you will always find a way to get Rocky. Or I know. Stallone. It's an art. It. It's a skill. It's my <laughs> probably my only skill that I have, Barry. All right, so I want to throw two other things at you guys. One, the Raiders hired their first ever black woman as their president. Huge. Her name is uh, Sandra Douglas Morgan. Yes. Uh, she's an attorney who has had a lot, a number of different high-profile jobs in the Vegas area. She's homegrown from that area, and the Raiders bring her on as uh, as as president. So she's an AK. Yeah. Huh? AKA AK, yeah. Alpha, 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 Alpa, Alpha. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rob, like, Rob, like, huh? I, I thought you said AKA. Also, no, I thought she had a nickname. It also, <laughs> known as, like, it is AKA. AKA. Yeah, but it just Alpha, oh, Alpha. I got you. Poor uh, <laughs> Rob, man. I just kept. I'm, I'm like, what? Greatest. <laughs> right. All right. Barry, Barry is Barry is slowly but surely breaking down. Walls are being broken down in the NFL. <laughs> Yeah. The old the old right boards there. network, um, unfortunately, is 2022, and we're still fighting the cause. But, you know, it has to start somewhere. And, you know, if you really think about it, you look at the Raiders organization, and they have been uh, trailblazers in terms of putting minorities in the forefront. Yep. Um, you go back to Tom Flores, who was the first Hispanic head coach to win a Super Bowl. Yep. Um, you go to um, Art Shell. Was the first black head coach in the modern Super Bowl era, and now this move uh, to the front office is. I think she is the third woman, um, third woman president overall. Yeah, right. Yep. That's right. And the first woman of color to hold a president title in the NFL. Yep. Right. So right. kudos to the Raiders. You know, Absolutely. Raiders have and, always. Um, they had the first openly gay player to play and, and come back another year. Yes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That yes. Was openly gay. Yeah. That that massive. Yeah. Uh, 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 yep. Na- Carl, Nassim. Carl, Carl Nassim. Nassim. Yep. Yeah. yeah, who's a, who's a Westchester native, uh, yep. Carl. Absolutely. Malvern Prep, yeah. So, yep. uh, yeah, and, and you're right. Al Davis was ahead of his time in a lot of ways, and Mark is picking up the ball from, no his, uh, from his father. All right, so I wanted to hit these because there's a couple of interesting names here, guys, that are semifinalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Barrett, we know Mike Shanahan's not your favorite, but he's one of them. Uh, <laughs> Mike Holmgren. Uh, is also uh, nominated, but uh, as is Robert Kraft, Roger Craig, Sterling Roger Sharp, Craig. guest of the Sterling. show. There we go, Sterling. Sterling, yes, is a semifinalist. 
Uh, there's a few guys with Philly ties that I wanted to throw your way. Barrett, I know Otho was still, correct me if I'm wrong, still with the organization when you Otho Davis was Otho Davis, yes. the trainer, trainer extraordinaire. Uh, as, and as a human being, you won't find a better person in, 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 in life than Otho Davis. He, he implemented, you know, so many things that we do to this day, you know, so as far as taking care of your body and getting ready for the season. Yeah. Uh, Otho was a great guy, man. But he still puts you in your place, though. Like, I, one time I, uh, I tried to come in. I was starting. I've been starting for like six weeks. You know, so I'm feeling myself a little bit. So I came in. I came in the um, training room early and jumped up up there and about to get my ankles taped. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So Guy Mack walked in and looked, too. Guy Mack didn't have to say a word. Otho was on me. If you don't get your off that table, you haven't earned the right to be up in this table. I'm like, oh, Jeez. Otho, my fault, my fault, my fault. So we had to get ours last. Okay. We, the veteran, old wow. veterans had to get out early. Oh, they, Guy should have went before so, you because he was yes, a vet. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. So, you know, it was it was one of those things. And, That's you know, cool. Otho was a great guy, man. Great guy. Yeah, he was. He was He was a really good dude. And they still have actually have a dinner every year to honor him and raise money uh, for his foundation. So Absolutely. I, I think it tells you what, what former players and, and, and people associated with the organization think about him because you're right. They still have a, a dinner in his honor. Mm-hmm. And it's always a packed event. Yes, you know, yeah, you think about how many years he's been gone and they right. still turn out because of who he was, not just um, as a member of the organization, but as a person, how he treated people. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Uh, Carl Peterson, who was an Eagles executive during the Dick for Meal days. I'm actually doing a podcast, guys, uh, for the Eagles. And this year it's all dedicated to Dick for Meal. And mm. Carl Peterson was an assistant with Vermeil at UCLA. Wow. And then when Vermeil got the Eagles gig, brought him over to be in the front office. And then he... It, Peterson was with the Eagles. Then he went to the Philadelphia Stars, and they went to the, the finals three times in the USFL. Then he went to Kansas City and brought Dick to Kansas City years later. So Carl Peterson, uh, he was in uh, he was in Kansas City when I was coming out, and um, I had a couple meetings with him. I remember okay. they were supposed to draft me. Remember I told you about yeah. that? Yeah, they were supposed to draft me, but uh, they didn't. They ended up drafting the other guy, and he didn't even end up playing. So I felt okay. good about that. Okay. Uh, John Wooten, who formerly of the Eagles Love front Wooten. office. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I think in. he was there during your time, B. Yeah. Um, yep. he, he's up for it as well. Uh, Joe Klecko, who should absolutely already be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he's I not. agree. I, no. no, it's it's laughable. Joe Klecko was a dominant end, tackle, or, you know, guard, like a nose. He could he do – he. I'm not saying he was Reggie White, but he had the versatility of a Reggie White in that he yes. could play every defensive line position and was part of a – even though they weren't a great team overall, a great defensive line with the Jets. He should oh, yeah. be in what, there. I mean, they had everybody. I mean, um, Gastineau. Gastineau yeah. yeah, Marty Lyons. They, yep, they, Lyons yep. they were loaded. That And he – I don't know. I can't figure out why he's not in, but he's not in yet. He's a semifinalist. Um, and then the other one was Billy White Shoes Johnson. Great story, man. Like, he went to – it's now called Widener, which is a Division three school. Right, okay? right. Up in New York. No, here. Here. Oh, Widener oh, oh, University down at um, – yeah, yeah, it's yeah, in, yeah, it's in Chester. Yeah, um, Chester, Chester, yeah. So he, he went to Chichester High. He he ends up uh, bouncing around and makes the Oilers roster and becomes a great return man for the Oilers. Uh, goes to the Falcons, played in the CFL. He's, he was an executive. I think he still is with the Falcons. That's where he ended up after his playing career. But – uh, the as nice a person as you'll ever meet, Billy White Chooshaw. Mm. And 
became famous for his end zone celebrations when the NFL, yeah. you weren't really doing that. Exactly. Yeah. And the white shoes when yep. back then a lot of guys wore the black shoes or whatever, but that was his, that was his thing. White shoes, Johnson. So there are a couple of the names that I thought you guys would find interesting. Uh, and Robert Kraft that I mentioned, Robert Kraft, he's, he's up for it. So Robert Kraft. Well, considering what that organization has done over the last 20 years, I think he gets in. Uh, <laughs> I think he's the first ballot, you know, despite, despite what happened down in Florida, I still think he gets in as a first ballot. <laughs> Deservedly uh, so. Deservedly uh, so. Deservedly yes. so, yes. 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 Deservedly so, man. I would uh, I would concur that I think despite that, all the other stuff he's done has been uh, pretty and, – and you know what? They're not done. I mean, they very well could win. Yes. You know, as long as Belichick's there, they could win another one, right? I mean, that's for sure uh, when it comes to uh, – comes to uh, Robert Kraft. All right, that's going to do it for us today, guys. It was a uh, fun week, a little bit of a shorter week with the uh, with the holiday on Monday, but we will be back on Monday, this Monday coming up, at the same time for three hours of power. I want to thank Xander Kraus, our producer, and of course, uh, don't go anywhere because we have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio coming up. Fellas, enjoy your weekend. Be safe. You do the same. And uh, we'll, we'll get back at it on Monday for Derek Gunn and Barrett Brooks. And for all of you streaming, all of you listening, all of you in the comment section, we appreciate you. We see you. And uh, we're looking forward to hanging out with you on Monday again. So everybody have a great weekend. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the Oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. 
Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.